Welcome to episode 188 of the Movie City Maniacs. On tonight's episode, our Indiana Jones series concludes with Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull from 2008. Welcome everyone to the Movie City Maniacs. I'm Kyle. I'm Maddie. And I'm Adam. You should introduce yourself as the Adam Bomb. <laughs> That's what you should have done. Lost opportunity. Yeah, you I'm should have introduced you. yourself as Mutt Bazanko. Ah, oh, damn it. I should have. <laughs> um, and, yeah, what, what do you got for Kyle? Or Muddy Bazanko. <laughs> yeah. Nazi Chamberlain. <laughs> Nazi Kyle. Um, uh, no, yeah. W- welcome everyone. We are continuing There's our no Nazis concluding. in this one. Oh shit, you're right. It's Comrade <laughs> Kyle. God, yeah, yes. I, I I always equate um, Indiana Jones villains. Nazis. Well, they tried to have. We can talk about it later, but they tried to have almost Nazis in this film, but uh, they decided to switch it up because they feel they had over they they did the Nazis. It's done. Yeah, right. I thought, I thought I'm curious if the new one has Nazis. Oh, probably not. I guess because Nazis wouldn't be around in. I hope so. Cause, like I guess it's supposed yeah. to be the new one's going to be in, in the 60s. Does anyone even know what year the new one takes place? No, this no is idea. the 50s. So, um, anyways, we'll we'll get into that. But yes, we are concluding our Indiana Jones series. Yes, we know there is a new film coming out, but we're going to talk about that in a later episode. The way things work worked out, we weren't able to dedicate a whole episode to that, but we'll definitely be reviewing it. <laughs> so um, our way of apologizing is here's a crystal skull. <laughs> here's a crystal skull. I'm curious. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Um, so I had not seen this. Yeah, both, you haven't seen this. Okay. One. Both of you had. We, we talked about it. I, this is, might have been one of the few films, maybe the first film I fell asleep in theaters, just for a little bit here and there. Um, and then I rewatched it again. You know, my, my thoughts weren't too high on it. I will say they've I've lightened up a little on this oh, film. Oh wow! I've lightened okay. up a little on this film. I do feel like uh, expectations can help. Okay. Um, but yeah, we we can talk about it when we get into it. But uh, yeah, I, I I'll I'll just throw this out right now. I don't think this is a piece of shit film. Mm-hmm. I think it's a disappointing Indiana Jones film. If you're th- expecting a good like coming after the first three, it's disappointing. If, if you compare this to like Uncharted, Tomb Raider, all the other say, adventure you, action you, kind of sprawling movies, I think it's pretty good. This to Transformers, you wouldn't be disappointed. It felt like a Indiana Jones meets the Transformers, just based on like how know. terrible the CGI and the, the green screen, the uh, yeah, like the yeah, ending. there's too much CGI, yeah. and, and the CGI is all it was awful then. Yeah, it's, it's hard. It was awful then, uh, but um, and it was it wasn't planned. So we'll get in. We're spoiling our thoughts. But yeah, yeah. anyways, we're going to be talking about the Crystal Skull, uh, which is kind of this, again, we'll talk about it, but th- that's a film I always thought everyone hated. And like, there was a lot of, I remember hearing a lot of negative things. Mm-hmm. I don't know too many people who loved it. Overall, though, I mean, it was, it had a decent, like it was 76% on Rotten Tomatoes or something. Oh, wow. So it wasn't like this hated film like you kind think. Kind of middling reviews, though. Like, yeah. Those are mostly like, 
barely like but but uh, roger ebert leonard malton both gave it three yeah. and a half out of four like they oh wow both enjoyed the film it was a huge success which again we'll talk about it like i always just thought it was this film that everyone hated it didn't make that much money it was a huge success um no one i knew had ever been like yeah you know what you got to do you got to see kingdom of the crystal skull yeah. i've never never happened i have heard in the last couple of years though again it's almost like when the new star wars films came out and everyone hated those that it was kind of like, oh, well, maybe the prequels aren't so bad. I am hearing that kind of for this film now. Like, if you go back to it, it's With lowered fine. expectations. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's... I'll, com- I'll give yeah. you my... Th- as a person yeah. that... I, I honestly... I had zero expectations. Would have never watched it if it wasn't for this series, probably. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. You'll see what you think. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. A little something to look forward to, eh? Uh, before we jump into it, anything exciting in your guys' life? Anything you want to talk about? No, no, we're pretty boring. Actually, I, I do want to talk about it. I went to, uh, I, I was telling you on the way up, I went to what they do in Hamilton, this annual street sale every year uh, here. Yes. Caledonia, there's, you know, hundreds of houses. Um, not not a strong year. It, it seems like the past year or two has been a strong year, which I thought would have been the reverse after COVID. Everyone mm-hmm. couldn't sell for that year because it was, you know, there was no year. It was that year. But it kind of hasn't, like, been that great lately. But I did come across, for someone like me, this is, like, the jackpot of the yard sale. It was someone, and they had their corner house, and their front lawn just covered hundreds of DVDs and Blu-rays. And they, they didn't, like, most people put them in a stack, and you can just kind of look through them. They literally had them laid out so you could see the cover. So you had to like jump. It was Step like hopscotch for <laughs> DVDs to get. And Blu-rays were like a buck. This is Canadian money for you U.S. folks. So that's like a quarter to you. <laughs> uh, DVDs were 50 cents. And yeah, it was just like came away. I spent like 35 bucks, which, you know, I came home. They handed me this huge bag and said, go to town. That's and that's exactly awesome. what I did. I mean, I'm not going to say I found a lot of gems. Gems. It was more like, oh, I guess I'll grab that for a buck. I kind of wanted to pick that mm. up on Blu-ray, but I didn't for whatever reason. I, I did come home with a big Steven Seagal, you know, <laughs> post good Steven Seagal yeah, collection. So like- I'm kind of excited to see him team up with like. Do you, you get Sniper in there? Uh, I don't know if Sniper. There's one where it's like him and Ving Rhames and Danny Trejo. There's one with him oh. and Stone Cold. Um, it was a DMX. There's uh, a DMX. So these are not bottom rung. Seagal. No, these are bottom rung. This is this <laughs> no. The next era, he's got no one in him. I think. I think these are like all the like Sniper. He's got nobody, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. Like these are definitely fat terrorist-looking Steven Seagal. Oh, oh yeah, like yeah. like it's next. It kind of it kind of works for this episode because he looks like like he could be a Russian you know, <laughs> terrorist, you know. Um, and it, you know, stereotypical Russian uh, terrorist movies got the, the the goatee and everything. But um, yeah. Anyways, it, it was kind of uh, it was an exciting time for me. I didn't. I'm not going to talk about any of those, uh, those movies. <laughs> But you know, maybe one day I'll do like you a get month. a chance to watch it. Maybe them. one day I'll do a month of Seagal and I'll watch nothing but Seagal and oh god, if I can make it through it, like one a day kind of thing. Hey, why would you torture yourself? I I yeah, I'm a sucker for that kind of shit. Hey, I don't man. know. If I can find one or two gems out of it, it'd all be worth it. I actually love, I love early Seagal. Like I think those oh, yeah. action films hold up like a motherfucker. Mark like Under Siege, death. hard hard to kill. I've watched them recently. They were still a lot of fun. So. Under Siege, though, they basically make it so like he doesn't he do, has action sequences, but he doesn't really say anything other than one line, and then they go to Gary Busey and Tommy. Yeah, they get, yeah, yeah, that's those pretty guys do much the show, it. But uh, it's still there's uh, some that's great a perfect action. way to do it. That's that was that was brilliant yeah. by that director. It was like this guy is a he, he char- charismatic black hole. He just sucks out 
charisma. Yeah. And but ev- that kind of, I think that's a lot of his movies. Like he's mm. always the quiet kind of hero, and then but then he'll have his, he'll have a five minute scene in the middle of the movie where he does this like you know bullshit speech. Mm. Uh, you know. But a lot of time he's kind of has the, that in the Under Siege, guy. does he? Yeah, I don't yeah, know if he yeah, does. Yeah, I thought he did. I thought in Under Siege he does because he explain yeah. he explains that he's why he's the cook. Oh yeah, you find yeah, out that yeah. He's actually yeah. like I, I used to be a Navy expert, SEAL, but yeah. I ended up killing innocent mistakes, yeah. and that's why. But I'm they're still so quick. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. like so quick. They're they're like give give your backstory, get the fuck out of here. I listened to a podcast and they were doing like their top ten hidden gems, like we do. I probably stole it off this podcast, maybe, but um. Uh, he kept on joking, like Seagal's kept on doing it. Seagal every time he's doing a pick, but um, he was arguing that Under Siege Two is as good as Part One, which I don't know. I need to. I remember not enjoying Under Siege Two. Under Siege Two on a train. Yeah, I kind of need to feel like I need to watch that. Okay, <laughs> I did not pick that up, unfortunately. So I get that and Speed Two confused. So <laughs> Speed Two is not great. It's um, more like Under Siege. Yeah, because you know, <laughs> that's uh, on a boat. <laughs> but anyways, that was completely off topic. I, I just wanted to talk yeah. about because for you know uh, for people that collect physical media, you don't get those those too often. Every no, once in a while, you'll find that good marketplace uh, pickup or yeah. the flea market or whatever. Some local shop will have a great sale. It's Garage always fun. Sales. It's always fun when you can go and drop thirty bucks and come home with you know Becky's. You know, like uh, she didn't even see what I came with, and it's probably for the best because she'd probably <laughs> have a heart attack. I don't have room as it is now. I'm buying like twenty shitty Seagal movies. So. <laughs> um, anyways, what what did you guys do? What did you guys watch? Uh, so I watched uh, some movies that you guys talked about that I had never seen before. And okay, I was kind of always curious, and it it, it kind of made sense to do them now. And this was the National Treasure oh. uh, uh, two pictures because one's a 2004 National Treasure starring Nick Cage, mm-hmm. and one is uh, National Treasure Two Ooh. Book of Secrets. I think is what it's called. Um, yes, na- it's just National Treasure Book of Secrets, and that's t- a 20 uh, 2007 movie, which we're doing our 2007 awesome. series. It's coming up in probably just about a month and a half, where we'll do our top ten overall picks, top ten horror picks. I enjoyed these movies. They're fun, right? Uh, yeah. Like. They're they're stupid. Like there's nothing to them. They have like that big budget kind of mainstreamness to them, um, where they're trying to like hit every market and not. Yeah, they really dumb down uh, often all of the exposition dumps or the mm. the kind of uh, puzzles they have to solve. Like none of them are very complex. Yeah. But Nick Cage is great in it, um, and and it's basically this guy who who is looking his this family has always been out and they're trying to find uh some riches stashed by George Washington or something like that I can't it doesn't even fucking no. matter but like all the set pieces they're they're never excellent like it's they're directed by John Turtle Tab and he's like or Turtle Tab no it's, it's Turtle, Turtle, Turtle Tab it's Turtle Tab okay uh who who did while you were sleeping in the Meg and cool runnings like He's not a great director. Yeah. Like everything is shot with no. Like, oh well, did you say the director of Cool Runnings? <laughs> yeah, not a great director. well, I love Cool Runnings, but you know, yeah. he's not a very no. kinetic director. So, but you never, you always get a good sense of what's going on. He shoots actors really well, so he lets them shine. I do find that like Nick Cage and Diane Kruger have a really good chemistry mm-hmm. in, in this, and that's what makes it an enjoyable. Um, in this movie, Nick Cage doesn't go full Cage. And the second movie he, he goes does, full cage. Um, and this one has Sean Bean as the uh, the the kind of 
Protagonist. Yeah. Pro- yeah. Yeah. The, the villain. The, uh, in, uh, on the Declaration of Independence? Is that this one? Yeah. That, so the map is on the Declaration um, Dec- Declaration. Dec- Declaration of Independence. Declaration of Independence. There we go. The We're second not one gets to the point where he's like abducting the president yes. of the United States. And, but yeah, they're all fun and silly. And, so I, I think I'll know. give this one... Six point five. Yeah, yeah, I think that's like, around what I gave it. Yeah. I, I, the, 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 in twenty years, I might not mind watching this again on a, a Saturday fun afternoon. Fun way to spend. They're kind of like that blend of like, you know, relating to Indiana Jones, the archaeology, traveling around the wood for things, but also you get the heist kind of yeah. part of it. And yeah, they're know. trying to steal things. And mm-hmm. the second one, Book of Secrets. Now they're going after. I watched this yesterday, and I can barely remember. This is the problem with these Something movies. About like his a, family is framed for the murder yeah, of Lincoln. Yeah, he, his family is supposed to be one of the, the co-conspirators of who killed Lincoln, and then they they find out that it is uh, actually a big kind of conspiracy where these people were trying to find this gold city and give it to the the Confederates. Yeah, I do love the opening of this where they're doing, it, and it's like an inception, inception, like it's like a flashback in a, a flashback in a flashback. Um, but yeah, it's all fine. Like I love that they're gonna fucking take this story, and then this goes back to the Egyptian days, and then it goes into like the mm-hmm. the uh, re- what is it, the Revolutionary War? It's the yeah. Civil War. Civil War. Civil War. Um, yeah. Anyways, I love all that stuff. It's all fine yeah. and whatever. This one's a little bit. More ridiculous. Cage does have a scene at Buckingham Palace where he fucking just goes off, and it's so fucking good. He just has to set up this fake fight with his girlfriend that they're now, like, they're broken up. And I love that she picks up on it because it actually makes it a little bit more fun, and, and then them traveling the dumb waiter, Like, he's having a little bit more fun. This movie is not as good as the first one, but it's not that much worse. Like, no. everyone says, like, the first one's, like... Yeah, that's so what much I felt. better. I thought, I, they were the sexy, I thought the second one I had more more fun with. I, I might think. have had more fun. I th- I do. It think- is a little bit che- a little bit more ridiculous, like you yeah. said. The whole stuff with the president it almost goes like. Too I do yeah. love Bruce Greenwood, who's one of my yeah. favorite character actors, who plays the American president, and he's a Canadian actor. Uh, and but he has the gravitas where you're like, that should be the president, <laughs> but there that is not the president ever. <laughs> like in in the, in the mm. last. Uh, bunch of years for us unfortunately so uh, what i'm saying is let bruce greenwood even though he's canadian be, be the a, president be the president everything will be fine mm-hmm. he's chill imagine if he it was like secrets. donald trump or someone as the president in these movies like that type of character <laughs> yeah. like no one would you'd be like this movie isn't no real. it would be everyone's favorite movie of all time that's citizen kane but it would, it would be trump like bargaining for like you know yeah, yeah. anyway uh Anyways, uh, I'm going to give this one a six. I think it's like a, a – it is a little bit of a rung down just because it, there is no point to this I story. I feel like yeah. these were my exact same ratings, which is weird because we never – Agree on anything. But, uh, I feel like I was around the same – Yeah, we're, I, I – I think yeah. I was six and a half and six or something. Okay. Mm-hmm. I believe. I, I could be wrong. Someone could listen to those Go episodes back. and uh, yell at me as making up shit. I, I think so. you both had, had them around that ballpark. Yeah. yeah. Uh, interesting. Yeah. But yeah. – uh, that I thought it was appropriate to watch these while we're doing Indiana. Yeah, yeah, yeah that makes sense. Especially yeah, I, 2007, you got. I, I have it. some mm-hmm. I wanted to get in, and it didn't happen. But, mm-hmm. um, anyways, uh, I did, we have uh, we've talked about we are uh, leading up to our best of 2007 uh, uh, series. It's going to be coming, I guess, in a month or, or a month or two. Um, where we're going to run down our top 10 of the year for 2007. It all started from us drawing uh, years from a hat uh, at the beginning of the year. 
Um, this was Adam's pick. So we've been watching a lot of 2007 films, uh, which goes with what you watched. And I watched Zodiac. Oh, did you? Nice. This is, of course, the David Fincher, I, I will say classic. I don't, I don't mm. know if it necessarily did huge box office numbers. but I think it's considered now... By most, yeah, I people. think a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think it is one people found out afterwards. I mean, it's it was is it a two and a half three hour movie? Two it's pretty long, yeah. yeah. Um, and it, it's not well. I don't know. I'm not going to say it's not a fun watch, but uh, yeah, huge cast. You got Robert Downey Jr. in there, Jake Gyllenhaal, Mark Ruffalo, Anthony Edwards, Brian Cox, all these like actors I love. Elias Cotez, Cotez, Don O'Logue, like all these little actors that are mm-hmm. so great. Uh, John Carroll Lynch. Chloe, I can never pronounce her name. Is it Sevigny? Philip Baker Hall, Dermot Moroni. All these guys that like, you know, have kind of like, have never hit it big. Like some, like Elias Cota is an actor I've always loved, even though he's never maybe headlined. Mm-hmm. What's his biggest role? Like Casey Ninja Jones. Turtles, Casey Jones. Donald Logue is another guy that I feel is kind of underrated. Um, <laughs> but they're all, everyone is fucking great in this movie. Um, if you don't know, this is of course based on the true story of the, the manhunt for the Zodiac Killer. This is a murderer, serial murderer, terrorized San Francisco in the late 60s, early 70s. Um, he taunted police with letters, uh, bloodstained clothing and ciphers that went in the newspapers. People tried to solve. This is a case that remains unsolved. No one... Yeah. I think I was reading, actually, they actually just solved one of the ciphers. Uh, was it last year? Last year. year. Oh, wow. Or I think it might have been the year before. Yeah. I, think, I think that's why I watched it the last time, because maybe the cipher yeah. had just been... Um, figured out. What I love about this film is Fincher went to extreme lengths to create the film as accurate as possible. Like, I feel like you can watch this film and try to solve the murder yeah. with every, like, I guess he, I guess he, it was based on like, there's based on books, but he kind of like, okay, some of this so is like this guy's opinion. Some of it's this. So he kind of threw all that away and went to like the original police report, not threw it all away. He took what was yeah, factual hundred percent. And then like went to original police reports. I didn't realize like all this. He spent months uh, interviewing any like witnesses, family members of the suspects that were alive, the surviving victims, retired and current investigators, like everyone. Like mm. this was a huge passion project for him. I guess he was, Talking about he was on one of the school buses at the time because the Zodiac threatened to bomb. That's crazy. Blow right? up a school bus. And I guess he was on the bus and like came home and told his dad, like, yeah, I was, we were followed around by police all day. And his dad's like, yeah, because the serial killer threatened to. <laughs> at that point, would the parents just like, you know what, you're home. not going to school today. These days you would. Those yeah. days yeah. you probably yeah, would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kid, the 70s right? were like, a different th- time. They were tougher. Yeah. They, were, they was like, oh, it's. You'll have a police a escort. You're fine. Um, and he even went and filmed I was it. in the war. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he went and filmed at real, even the real locations where some of the murders mm. took place. And then with the ones he couldn't, he recreated to like every little fucking detail. Like it's insane. Um, uh, the, the, there's a comprehensive behind the scenes yeah. uh, that, that I've, I, I've watched that's... I, I, is it I on the Blu-ray? I know it's on the DVD. I don't know if it's on the I think it is, yeah. as well, but it's incredible. Yeah. Well, there's two. I think there's one where he goes over all the details, and then there's one. It's just like a white background, I believe, and it's them filming all the like remaining survivors telling their story. Oh, and it's I haven't like, seen that one. It's Ooh, fucking good, that's, man. That's got to be harrowing. I remember though. watching this movie for the first time. It's like almost a three-hour movie. This is probably ends at 11 o'clock. I'm just like fucking wired, like want to yeah. solve this. And I watched all the documentaries. I stepped to like 2 a.m. watching these. And they're like long documentaries. Two of them, they're like an hour each or something. Yeah, this film, I don't know, just struck a nerve with me. And it does every time I watch it. I also think it's terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Like, I would argue, I'm telling you, and I'm not even joking. This film, and I watched it by myself. I'm in the dark. 
pitch mm-hmm. black in the basement watching this movie. When it kind of ends, I kind of like, you know. And you're in the basement. Just just like that basement sequence. (laughs) How great is that? Yeah. I was kind of freaked out, though, like to get up to the bed. That might be like one of the most tense scenes in cinematic history. And I think what's so scary is how simple these kids, like it's not this over the top. It's like Mm -hmm. everything. This person goes, the the killer walks next to the door, pulls out a gun, boom, boom, Mm. boom. Like a lot of it was just like I don't know, man. Almost this film is creepy. The, the the scene with the woman in the car is mm-hmm. fucking terrifying as hell. And then so that's the first half. But then the last half kind of becomes this. It's more about like all how this is affected, affected everybody. everybody. You know the obsession it's had on people, the impact it's had. How it's like, you know, this was people's lives. Like this one. This is this cartoonist that Jake Gyllenhaal plays. Like. It kind of like ruins his marriage. He loses his job. I complained about this kind of stuff in American Gangster. And um, there was an, another movie that we had watched in 2007 that, mm-hmm. that just like lowered a little bit for me because you had these subplots where a family had to come in or, or, or somebody's backstory that wasn't central care. to the plot. Yeah, This is the opposite of yeah. that. Of how it, it's totally organic and comes out of the story and actually mm-hmm. fits in perfectly. And it's, it is, it's a small amount too, but yeah, like it is important to show how this has kind of killed this guy's marriage. I mean, they met basically, you know, and he had to leave the date to go do, yeah. to do, you know, related to the Zodiac. Um, and then, you know, the marriage ends because of it. But uh, yeah, uh, this film's incredible. I'm I'm going I'm gonna probably go nine. It might even be a nine. Yeah. Like I love this film. It might even be a nine. This is top one hundred for me probably of all time. Um it's one of those films that, again, there's very few films that are like long like this and when it ends, I'm like, I could maybe watch, watch it, it again. again. Yeah. Like um I, I also find this one gets better yeah. every time. I, I watch I'm it. gonna throw it out there like I like Seven. I like Social Network. I this like might be your Fight favorite. Club. This is probably my favorite Fincher. And, and probably by, like, I think Second might be Social Network. Yeah. And I think this is, like, yeah. quite a bit above. Mm-hmm. As good as Social Network is, it's incredible. I think this is, like, on another level to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, str- like, I feel for me that the top, it's Social Network, this, and, and Seven are all in, in a t- the I, I've done them in tiers before. And then there's a the next tier I would include Fight Club, even though I've been really wanting to watch Fight Club. But Fight Club kind of went down in my estimation the last time I watched it about five or six I years ago. I haven't revisited that one in like 10, 15 years because I'm almost afraid to. It just seems like such a product of its time. It, it, yeah, it, it, it is. It, it, it did feel like that. And, and maybe that plays better now than the last time I watched it. But mm. yeah, it felt it was That was like dated. everyone was just a... Obsessed, obsessed. With. Like this is the greatest movie ever, and that's all everyone wanted to talk mm. about. And, I I remember you know. watching that. I was in a basement in Ottawa. We were going to see Family Friends. I'm, what am I in grade nine or something mm. that summer? Or, or or I I don't even know. Probably grade ten, or, grade or eleven, grade eleven. I think I saw it, I saw it in theaters. It's some so. somewhere around there. But anyways, uh. I'm here. The person that is close to my age is is I. Like I think she was two years older. She's now fucked off. Like like yeah. So I'm just here, and all I did was sleep and watch <laughs> movies. And I remember just like one night, I I, I like slept from probably like one a.m. to like three. Nobody even notices I'm there. My parents are with their friends Hanging having a out. great time, and I'm just like, well, okay. And then I this just kind of run around listening to music all day. It's like fuck. This is this is like it's a really disappointing kind of weird. <laughs> loneliness that I maybe hadn't yeah. felt at that point. Like no one gives a fuck in the whole world about me right now. Yeah. And then and I you're in a strange city. And then I, I watched in the basement by myself Fight Club 
Uh, yeah, I, the teenage angst kind of came through. It was like yeah. so goddamn impactful. And I, I, part of me is like, you'll never get that again. So every time I've seen it since, it got, it's gone down. It's gone down a little bit. I almost bit do feel like it is. I mean, I'm not saying it's a dumb movie, but I do feel like it hits you maybe on a when you're younger, mm-hmm. um, the themes of it. But it, yeah, I, I'm really curious. But also to, maybe it, it plays at middle age too. Yeah, yeah that's like, a possibility. That's, yeah, that's that, true, that, that angst is a thing. So. Right? I, I, I'd be curious to go back yeah. to that one, but it, it went down a tier. But the other three, I always have trouble. Like, I watched Seven again recently, and I was like, Yeah, goddamn, so Fucking good. hell, this is actually incredible. Like, because I, I was. I was ready to move it like, No, no, it's it's these two. It's Social Network and it's, mm-hmm. it's Zodiac. Zodiac keeps getting better. It's like, This is a fucking unbelievable movie that we take for granted because a lot of movies try to be like that. It's like Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. I think we take Pulp Fiction for granted. It was so big and kind of changed the landscape a little bit. Nothing's as good as that. None of the mm-hmm. imitators are, we don't even fucking think about them and that's yeah. basically the same with Seven. There's pr- probably like a handful of examples but there were so many movies that wanted to be mm-hmm. that. Um, and Seven, Seven for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's not Six, not Eight. <laughs> it's Seven, seven motherfucker. <laughs> What did you guys watch? Uh, from 2007, I watched Hot Fuzz. I finally oh, finished nice. this. It took me about three weeks, but I finally got it like half hour of time. This movie is awesome. It is shot beautifully. The uh, dialogue between all the characters, the uh, gags that keep on going, like the callbacks, it's so much fun. And I think it is a slasher. Like it actually plays well, the like first, a slasher. Like, first bit, yeah. And th- there is like the, the uh the third act that turns into like this crazy action scene. Yeah. But it's still So would you put this on your slasher list? I probably would. I hadn't thought about it. If that. I'm putting uh, uh Club Dread on a slasher list, I think I'll put this on a slasher list. It, it plays out I like think a the slasher. difference is Club Dread plays throughout the whole movie. This mm-hmm. like switches halfway and becomes kind of an Well, what's movie. the difference between this and like the first uh we'll say 40 minutes of like a final exam isn't really a slasher like like I don't know. Mm-hmm. So interesting, mm-hmm. interesting. So what are you giving it? I was going to give it 8. Yeah. yeah. I had a ton of fun with this like I I, I think mm-hmm. it's yeah, I I I was surprised when uh, when Kyle was as not as high. I was I was mm. thinking, oh, maybe like yeah, I've watched I it twice and didn't. Uh, I'm surprised at the editing. I hate the editing. I I, I dig that like that quick editing, oh, like man. the the born identity editing. editing I, like I don't know. Say. I think they're doing it for like gags too, which kind of yeah. Makes I think sense. All, I think a lot of the gag editing is is brilliant, and I do mm. occasionally. Some of the action stuff, I think we talked about this uh, mm. on both of our episodes, like when I covered it and then Kyle covered it, and we'll say it again. <laughs> Some of that, I feel like, doesn't quite have the same right energy unless it is trying to be a born yeah. thing. Yeah, I feel like they're trying to do a born thing, but there is like gags of like, uh, who's the guy's name? Nick uh, Frost. And like, he's such a bumbling guy that doesn't work. He's like like a sore thumb in this yeah. fast-paced editing. Like, that's a funny joke. Yeah, so when they, d- that, that works. Yeah. Like, I don't mind it in the movie mm-hmm. that much because you're right like they'll do all these things and then it goes to like it slows down and you get Nick Frost doing something that's absolutely mm-hmm. hilarious it is fucking gag city though I, I I would love just to spend the next time I watch it just be, being like what's going forget about the plot what are all the gags what's that they're putting the out everywhere because there's so many of them mm-hmm. yeah uh, so I watched a 2007 movie that I think both of you guys covered recently. Uh, this is 30 Days of Night. Oh, awesome. Um, which I had not seen before. This is, uh, the David Slade, uh, movie who did 
Hard Candy. I think he did a Twilight mm-hmm. movie. He's also done some uh, 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 Black Mirror stuff as well. Uh, and I thought, uh, you know, fairly well-known cast. You got Josh Hartnett, Melissa George, Danny Houston, Ben Foster, again, stealing every fucking right? second mm-hmm. he's in the movie. Mark Boone Jr. A bunch of people you've seen before. Um, the, the cast is like... Hartnett's fine when he doesn't have to do that much. But he's the another emotional guy. Beats don't really. Uh, yeah, work for he him. he can't really pull the 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 sad Josh Hartnett stuff. Mm-hmm. At this point, I bet his life wasn't sad at all. <laughs> he's probably <laughs> he, he's probably living, living a pretty great life. Uh, 2007 Josh Hartnett. Yeah, living living the, living the dream. Um, but it's got this really cool concept of this Alaskan town, uh, which I guess is real. It it has 30 days where it's going to be complete darkness, and right when that happens vampires come into the town i fucking love the beginning of this movie i love how they set up the town i love how the vampires are introduced some of those scenes are super freaking tense right? I, I love the ver- the this type of vampire we don't see enough of this like the classic vampire yeah. well, kinda, vampires I, are kind of terrifying well, i was too. more saying like this is almost like an animalistic mm. vampire there's no romance they don't even fucking talk they talk in their own language they're just there to eat and that's it. They're there to eat for the, the before they go into hibernation, mm. whatever. And that's some of the language stuff. I gotta say was kind of stupid, but I mm. like y- you just get a lot of it all, all the time. And then they can cl- clearly they, you've been around for two thousand years. They understand themselves. Yeah. And- um, it's fine. Whatever. It, it was a, a minor irritant until. You, you get all this tense setup. You get everybody like really in close quarters. I'm feeling it. I, I just like, how are they going to get out of this? Who's going to get out of this? And they're, they're ruthless too about how, mm. how some of these people end up dying. But fuck, does the ending suck? Like, yeah, yeah I don't love that. I, I like aspects of it. Like, I like, you know, them in the sun and blow. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, yeah, I, I don't like the whole turning it. Like, it almost becomes like a superhero. I know what I got to do. And the action sequence at the yeah. end is so yeah. fucking bad. There's some CGI garbage that takes over where I thought a lot of the early stuff they did. There's mm-hmm. a, some of it that's like, that's clearly CGI. There's the some... attack is great where it's like the bird's eye view and it's just going through and you're just seeing all of the fucking carriage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it, yeah, I, I agree, and I wonder if that's from the comic book that ending. Yeah, uh, possibly. But yeah, it, maybe it just maybe it pulled off better in the comic. But it just it, to me, it like kind of changes, like you said, the, the tone mm-hmm. of the, the tone of the movie. Just all of a sudden, it starts changing. Like wh- as they ramp it up, they start making things happen faster. There's no more of this kind of brooding tension that you get of real stakes. It becomes an action movie, mm-hmm. and. Most vampire movies become action movies in like the third act. I right? struggle with movie things like this, and it happens in a lot of movies where like this person, these people have lived hundreds of years with this power. They know how to use it, the strengths, the weaknesses, and then this one person gets it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And all of a sudden, they can. Oh, it's like you know, in the new Star Wars, where yeah. all of a sudden this person has a lightsaber. You know, this guy's had a lightsaber. Has been trained for ten years how to use it. This person gets it, and they're equal to them right away. You see that in a lot of films, like mm-hmm. you know, and this this is definitely a film like that. It's like all of a sudden you know how to use your strengths and weaknesses. And equal I guess to they're trying person. to say it's because he still has humanity yeah. for a second there, so he's but, in this like quasi zone that makes it better. I don't I don't buy any of that. It honestly probably other than high tension. 
another horror film that was like I was in, and then once it got to a certain point, it was like this erases a bunch of shit for me, and I can't. It's gonna. I, I will go back to this because I think it's so good where it's good, but it's a really disappointing movie to me. Mm-hmm. It's like a great concept. They're actually doing a great job. The directing's really great. Um, yeah, you got kind of a weak lead, but everybody else is pretty good around him. The violence is pretty insane. Yeah, violence too. is insane. Insane. Like the, again, that first attack uh, uh, with just the one guy, you're feeling it, and when they get him, you're feeling like, holy fuck, they're destroying mm-hmm. this person. Mm-hmm. Um, kids are not safe. Like no one, no is safe. one's safe. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. But I, to me, like I think. Other than that, the ending, which is like the last, whatever, five minutes or something, I, I still... I feel like, though, it, it's about 15 minutes. I started noticing the editing changed. Everything yeah. else, it started becoming music video-esque hmm. uh, once they go to the power station or whatever. Yeah. Um, oh, with the grinder. With the grind the I, do like the, yeah. I do like the grinder section, but uh, I'm, I think I'm going to give it six and a mm-hmm. half. Yeah. Maybe six. Um. Yeah, I'll give it six and a half. It it is really good, but it it left a mm. really bad taste in my mouth with that 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 end. Um. Yeah, I can see why. Like, it's a fairly divisive movie. Mm-hmm. Um. It's unfortunate because I was like, this is this yeah, is we fucking go. To- I, I was this like, movie has teeth. This is gonna be top five <laughs> of my horror section. Yeah, not, block. So, not so much. Uh, and I hadn't read that the ending. Oh, stunks! I think I think you guys were kind of like, but you, both of you guys were a little bit more positive, even though you had problems. No, I think Maddie liked the ending. I do struggle with the ending. Yeah, right. Um, cool. Uh, I guess we are not only are we leading up to our top uh, best of 2007 series, we are also leading up to our 200th episode, which is going to be a huge event. We are going to be counting down to our top 100 slashers of all time. Um, so I've been watching a lot of slashers. Uh, this week I watched a little film called Haunted Ween <laughs> from 1991. Is that a haunted dick? No. Oh. Uh, this is directed by Doug Robertson. It's a little Kentucky film, I guess I read. Shot on 16 millimeter and then he edited on video because it kind of has that really cheap look. Uh, this is would probably be up your alley, Maddie. I know you like 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, so it opens up with this: uh, these people are entering this Halloween haunt uh, called the Berber Haunted House. In the middle of a farm, uh, there's this young boy. He's taking money for all the customers at the front of the gate. Um, but he kind of leaves and then goes to a haunted house. And he's trying to convince the, you know, can, can I, I want to be part of the house. Like, I want to mm. be scaring people. And the guy's like, ah, you're, you're too young, whatever. So he's going he's gonna to go back. And he's going through the haunted house, the back walls. And he hears this young girl is lost. And he's like, oh, I'm going to fuck with her. So he kind of gets her, oh, follow me. I know how to get out to your mom gets her to follow him in, into the back walls and an accident happens. She gets scared. She gets impaled. And then I guess he's like, well, she's already dead and this kid's fucked in the head. So he gets his machete and hacks off her head. Huh. And uh, now, and the mother helps him cover it up. The haunt is shut down. They go in hiding. And now we cut to 20 years later. You see that the mom's died of a heart attack or something. And now and he's opening up a haunt. He's going to go on a, well, no, you, you just, you, he's going to go on a bloody rampage, I guess. Uh, now we cut to this fraternity. This takes up a lot of the, this is where, like, this is, I would not recommend this to Adam. <laughs> you might have more tolerance for it. So we're going to follow this fraternity for a while. They're not the most interesting guys. They're not having all these fun shenanigans. 
Um, but yeah, they're this fraternity. I guess they're going to lose their house because they uh, they don't have enough money. So they're coming up with ideas to raise money. <laughs> they do like bake sales and shit. They do like a house party, um, very 90s house party with a band and everything. Um, and then, you know, they get a knock on the door and this person's like, you know, you should hold a haunt at this place. To That will that will get you money. You'll get tons of money. It's the killer is getting them to go there. Like this person shows up with the mask and here's the key. Um, these people are going to have a, a haunted house at this old place and, um, and and to raise money. And it, it's just the killer. So a lot, this is like a big chunk of the film. And then you get the last, whatever it is, ha- yeah. half an hour at this haunted house and the killer's knocking them off. Um, it's kind of cool because he's switching out different old, like cheesy kind of 80s Halloween masks, like old man masks or whatever. Oh, that's kind of fun. There's a, there's a great thing where I guess he sets, the killer has like this, sets up this kind of death house part in the house and everyone thinks it's part of a show so he's like knocking out real people bringing them there and then he'll tie them to the chair and the fans are going nuts there's like one he's got kind of baseball music on he's got a skeleton mask he puts on like a baseball hat he's (laughs) he's got like a bat and he's like swinging and they're like doing strike one and he misses strike two and then the third strike and he knocks the head off um and everyone's like yeah um so it's like there's a lot of fun stuff like that um yeah, I don't know. I I had fun with this, keeping in mind it's this little film. It drags at times, but I don't yeah. know. I, I there's something about like even the characters I kind of enjoy. There's a guy that's with really annoying but totally southern voice, but it's kind of like squeaky, and um, he's just an interesting character. Like you can tell these are real, real people. Like mm-hmm. they probably did this movie and never acted again. I think the director did this movie and never acted again. I think he. Ran like a hot balloon cl- pl- company or something. But- <laughs> Wait, <laughs> a hot balloon company? Yeah, I guess he rented out, you know, you can take All a trip right. on a hot balloon. I think, he, unfortunately, I think he passed when that, That's why this film has kind of been lost. I could see Vinegar Syndrome totally taking this mm-hmm. and releasing it or something. But I think it's kind of been lost. Again, like I, just I on, YouTube? on YouTube. I think there is a DVD out that he was sung from a site, but again, he passed away a couple years ago. It came free with the hot air balloon gone, tour? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe actually, uh, I know, I'm going to give it six and a half um, oh, awesome. out of ten. I, I uh, this does seem like something. Up yeah, my I enjoy alley. it again. It's got the Halloween, so that always gets extra points, mm. right? Any movie that takes place on Halloween has people in costume. I'm, I'm usually going to um, dig. Mm. I watched uh, from 2007, uh, Grindhouse. I did the uh, full gamut oh, okay, of both cool. movies, the uh, trailers. This movie is such a gem. It's such a weird amalgamate of like two fantastic movies with a bunch of interesting trailers between them. Like, I love this movie. Now, how do you? We we talked about this. How? Where do you sit on the fence of? I think it is one movie. Like, I feel it's just one movie. Uh, You separate them. It just seems like a. You're not getting the callbacks. You're not getting the joke because like a lot of the same actors are in both films. Like the uh, trailers kind of make it all cohesive at this point. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, I will. Uh, I will get back mm-hmm. with. I, again, I've seen them uh, both of them separate, separate, but I've never seen the, it all together. Yeah, they work great as a double feature. Like the first one, it almost seems like a a super trailer for like uh, they made this movie just so they can make a trailer of all the cool things that are happening in this movie. There was not right. a moment to breathe during Planet Terror. Like, yeah, I, I feel Planet Terror especially. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would work as much on a soul because it literally like will just pause and then you've lost and it cuts to then mm. we've lost 20 minutes and, and you've, uh, you're cutting to the My, part, my argument was that doesn't happen actually in Death Proof, right? Like in, in Death Proof, I think there is one There's scene. one it, scene. It does do it, which again, I don't I, know if that I, scene's but that, that's, that, that's almost like almost a gag in itself. Yeah, it does. It could play in the movie where the other yeah. one, I agree, like 
when I saw that, it was like, oh, this feels like it's it, like almost black, uh, black dynamite. Yeah. Where like I like black dynamite, but it feels like just just like stuck in that era. Grind, terror. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't, f- I didn't feel that way about death proof, but I'll see if it like changes or if in my opinion, mm-hmm. it could be you taken out. Ch- or, change your mindset. Or, or like my feeling is that might be like, there's three options. Yeah. There are three options. Like, I, I think it can be planetara, death proof or grindhouse, but mm-hmm. not both though. You wouldn't have grindhouse and death proof and on your list, would you? Maybe. <laughs> okay. I think they're they're separate entities. Mm. Uh, I know, yeah. I that's like almost having a director's cut and a theatrical cut of a movie on your list, though. I think they're they they this in this case they're they're much different kind of beasts, beasts potentially because the other movie. Um, I don't know. Like, like I think the extended cut, like the, the scenes they add back into them, don't really like they're not huge scenes. Like the film. So I don't I don't know that. So again, mm-hmm. I'm going to leave yeah. it. As yeah, I all I, I've seen it listed this way on a lot of critics' list too. After we mm. last talked, a lot of people were, were had both Grindhouse and Death Proof, never Planet Terror. Yeah, I, I think I read list. a review. I think so. Death Proof, I think, was released internationally by itself in theaters, right? But I did talk about it. Sorry, I read a thing about it in Quentin Tarantino's talk about. It. Like, it does sound like. This was the intention as to do like this whole thing, right? Like it all started with yeah. the idea behind it to them to do this, D- so. do this in a way. I think the difference is is he still went out to make a movie, and Robert Rodriguez maybe actually does more of what the the idea of was. It was with because I, I feel like yeah, Planetary wouldn't really like hold up on its own. Where I think uh, Death Proof would. That's what I I mm-hmm. like. I feel when I've watched them individually, but mm-hmm. there isn't much to Death Proof either, either though. Yeah, but it it's, literally throws in there's it, characters it, talking, cars and girls talking, get killed, and, and then the next mm-hmm. story is you know yeah, there's some dialogue and yeah, like it, it's very minimalist. It's, but yeah. you could say the same thing about Kill Bill. It's just like she's going to she's got revenge. She's going after these people, and there's big fight sequences. Uh, but yeah, I think but this you, is literally it's two sequences, right? And, and gotta, no, 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 no. There's there's the, the like they do kind of a road trip sequ- sequence in, in there as well. Maybe this isn't actually in, in, in Kill Bill. No, in uh, Death Proof. So hmm. when they like drop off the one cheerleader and early that's just pick, them to and when to they're get pick, the car, and yeah, when they're right? picking everybody up and and then they they have the roadhouse sequence and you get Kurt Russell's. But there's lots of like it's almost mm. like a movie. Some movies only have one location. That's, yeah. That's a movie yeah. in itself is that location. I, yeah, I don't know. I feel like this one definitely, I don't know. It doesn't It doesn't have that Tarantino movie feel to Yeah, it, it doesn't feel like a Tarantino movie, but it feels like a movie that influenced a Tarantino and, movie. And maybe I'll also feel yeah. that way after watching this. Yeah. That, again, it... it Give me a week. Yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll talk yeah. about this I, next I got, week. I got it. I got the Blu-ray off you guys. I'm going to watch it. I got some things I want to talk about, like about a foot massage that we'll talk about later <laughs> during this movie. <laughs> so what are you going to give it? I'm giving it an eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I enjoyed this. And there's a weird like uh, a trailer, I guess, from uh, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Edgar Wright called Don't. Oh, that'd be and great. that is worth the price of admission. Well, I think alone. a lot of the trailers are yeah. quite good. Like either yeah, or is not my favorite. Yeah. Director, but I think his Thanksgiving trip. Oh, yeah. Is that coming out this year? Yeah, yeah we're actually yeah, we're it's doing filming that in Hamilton. Our, uh, actually, out of work. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, even the SS of the uh, Wolfmen uh, of the SS. I'm like, I'm like, I'm gonna hate this. Like, 
I kind of don't. I, don't know. Like, I think that I think Rob Zombie. It, 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 it surprised it, me. It, it is the weakest. All his other movies have it. that '70s aesthetic, mm-hmm. and that feels like a '90s. That uh, feels like like those like you mentioned all these movies that came after it, where people were trying to do the grindhouse yeah. thing in the two, but it had that '2000s feel. Mm-hmm. Like his his feels the le- least like a '70s yeah. movie, which yeah, give surprises that to you, yeah. me. <laughs> Because that's what he know, does in seventies yeah, films. Like his yeah, Devil's Rejects feels like, like it could be an actual seventies, you know, <laughs> exploitation film. I thought out of anyone, he's the guy that's going to get it, and that's he kind figure of everyone this else did that did. But and uh, during the women in cages, was that an actual film or was that like a? No, yeah, it's a real film. Okay, I have uh, that set. Oh, Blue I think Shelp Factory did the, the women in cages set. Nice. Uh. Cool. I'm going to go into the slasher realm, but uh, a recent slasher, uh, 2003's Identity. It's a movie I had seen oh. before, and and you guys have, or at least Kyle has, has brought it up, I think, multiple times now on the podcast. I feel like this is top 100 for me, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Was it? What? Uh, top 100 horror? I think so. Oh, wow. Maybe. Maybe that's why mm. it's come up multiple times. It is on your top 100 horror film, so I... I I feel even worse, but I also feel like so. My my feeling of this was also always like I didn't like that movie. I don't really remember anything about it, but I remember really not liking it mm-hmm. a lot. Like feeling, um, I, I when I saw it in two thousand three, like I love John Cusack and that, but I couldn't remember why. And I I would get Runaway Jury kind of confused <laughs> with this movie. That and Serendipity. Uh... Uh, yeah, they're all and maybe not Serendipity, but. I've been meaning to revisit, so uh, I watched it this week, and it does have a really cool setup where all these guys and girls are coming in this motel, and it's they can't escape, the roads are blocked, and uh, yeah, I like the characters for the most part. I feel like uh, the one couple is 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 kind of terrible acting in the whole thing, which it's funny because I usually like. Clea Duval, um, but you do have John C. McGill, Gilly. You got John Hawks is the guy that's running the motel. Anytime John Hawks is on screen is a, a bonus for me. And I think Cusack in, uh, is is great in this. Ray Liotta is good, and Amanda Pete, like everybody that's kind of there. Jake Busey is ba- doing his like a <laughs> he, bad version of, of his Jake father. Busey. Uh, so less said about Jake Busey, the better. Um, and then it's kind of like people are getting killed off and you're wondering what's going on. And they're like disappearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're finding keys and, and then and why they're all there. The and- reveal comes in. And I just before I was like, something, I, I just don't like what's happening now. Like there was a scene where a car blows up and that's where they really talk about everybody disappearing. And it's like, why... I don't know. It was like deja vu. It's like something is falling apart in front of my eyes. And I won't say the reveal, but I fucking hate the reveal. It's I so like reveal. fucking It all makes stupid. sense, though, like yeah. from the beginning, right? It's just done so poorly and like... Uh, I don't know. I kind of dug how they're going back and forth between like the courtroom drama. They need to get this guy to testify against this guy. They need to get the, a witness to testify against the murderer. That's why they get all stranded I could, all at I that kept, hotel. Like, okay, yeah. Alfred Molina, tell me what I'm watching here. Yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah. Fine. Whatever you say. I'm out. I'm checked out. I don't care anything that's happening in this sequence anymore. I hate the fucking twist at the very end. Like the very, very end? Very, very end. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it's just so... Like, I don't know. Smarty pants. Early aughts. Uh, early aughts. Kind of like, hey, I got a great idea. This, uh, this is a twist. Oh, Shyamalan. And and I don't think Mangold is actually as 
good of a director as he's shown in the last few years, maybe post-Logan. Not that I think he's an incredible director, but I think he's a really solid workman-like uh, Oh, I didn't realize it's directed by him. Um, yeah, Ford versus Ferrari. So I... I'm actually surprised how well-liked. I thought I was like the weird guy in this film, but it, it's What, an identity? It's got a 3.4 on Letterboxd. Oh, awesome. I thought this would totally be a divisive film because I think a lot of people would be like you that would hate the ending. I, hmm. I think uh, like I think if you if you can like that or just go mm-hmm. along with it, it's a, a totally different thing. I just couldn't Stomach I couldn't originally I, I remember now I'm I'm a little bit higher than I was. Like I think I originally had this on Letterbox and I was like it's like a two. I remember oh, wow. this fucking movie. And it's a it's a five for me. I I really Oh, that's crazy talk. I just really, really uh I think you struggle like, with endings like this, like surprise endings. I you better earn it, man. I don't feel but like I, I any of it's do. earned. Like, I think the whole thing is set up for this. Like right from the beginning, everything makes sense. Like it's all there. Every little detail from Except the beginning. Except for the actual up. like psychological condition that this would ever fucking happen. Oh, it's, it's, it's movie science. Yeah, who cares so, about that? Like, <laughs> but like, it, you're, it, you're in. You're in. And there's no like connective tissue where I feel like this would ever be like a some. I don't want to give it away, but the fight that happens. There's there's no stakes for me. I don't care anymore. Like, I, I can't give it away, but, like, yeah. what is happening on screen, I just, why I, I, I check out is I don't care what's happening to any of the people anymore. Hmm. I just do not care, and that's why I don't like the movie. It's, like, once the reveal happens, and I, I figured out the reveal probably because I just remembered it a little bit before, and I was like, ah, yeah. fuck. And but I just can't invest in the people, and so that's that's me. Like psychologically, I just can't invest in whatever they're telling anymore because I don't care. Um, and yeah, like they don't do a very good job of like the excuse. Like you can even see Cusack kind of like I, I think Cusack's good in this, but he doesn't do a very like he doesn't really try to sell it at the end mm. either. You're crazy. <laughs> um, okay, uh, I did another slasher film. Uh, another one, actually, you didn't like, which... Uh, this one, I, I can understand maybe partly why you didn't like it, but I think you're a big fan. From 1979, The Tourist Trap. Oh, yeah, I love uh, this, this is direct- I, I was okay on this one, yeah. Okay. This Charles is directed Band. by David Schomer. Shum- uh, he did Crawl Space, Catacombs, and Maddie's Puppet Master. Yeah. Uh, stars Chuck Connors, uh, Tanya Roberts. Um, yeah, a group of friends, their car breaks down. Uh, this, the, uh, this owner of an animated wax figure, I guess, tourist trap, invites them back to his place. He'll help them. He's got tools. He can help them fix the car. And uh, yeah, I guess you find out that Chuck Connors running this... this um, this wax figure uh, uh, museum, and um, that you know they all move mechanically. He said his brother built them. They all move. It kind of like a Disneyland, yeah, uh, thing. Um, or uh, uh, Doctor Fives, uh, Doctor Fives, yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess you you discover that this highway was built, and uh, that's that. This new highway was built, and kind of you know shut it, it shut down soon after because no one's going into it anymore. Um, you also find out that his wife uh, passed away. So he kind of lives by himself. He's got the shrine set up in her honor where this very lifelike mannequin. Um, but anyways, as these people are there waiting for the car to be fixed, they get knocked off one by one. Um, kind of weird where it's like... 
Well, it starts off with this uh, room of these uh, th- shit just going down, like uh, yeah, like almost like a they poltergeist. They all start moving, and yeah, wall thing. You, the killer, pretty much has psychic yeah. telekinetic powers, mm-hmm. I guess, which is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, it's never really explained, but it doesn't matter. It's just there for them to do have pipes shoot yep, and kill people. There's a great opening kill where the pipe shoots through, and then the blood comes out. Um, the killer looks super fucking creepy mm-hmm. uh, with the the kind of the mannequin mask and the the. As the people are dying, they're kind of becoming mannequins too, which is fucking weird. Like none of this is explained, and I don't think it matters. No, think, you don't need. It I think explained. you just it just leads to like a creepy set and creepy, mm-hmm. yeah, creepy mannequins throughout the movie. I do feel like in the middle, it kind of slows down. Instead of killing the people, he's capturing them, and you're getting this cat mm-hmm. and mouse where they escape, and he gets them back and kills them or whatever. He's quite good, yeah, in, in, in the movie, and that, I think that's why it worked most. It's like for very me. over the mm-hmm. top. Yeah, like everybody else, I found was terrible. Duds. As I lo- actors, well, I don't know. for the most part. Yeah, I guess so. I, I, I mean, Tanya Roberts is nice to look at. Yeah, yeah, but um, she's the she's, mom in in that '70s show. Uh, um, R.I.P. I think she passed away. She did last year yeah. or two, uh, last couple of years. Um, but yeah, I, I, other than the, the you know the slowness, I think it does pick up in the finale. It's got a great finale um, again with the the mannequins coming to play and stuff. Um, yeah, it's just it's just this really odd. You will never film. see anything like no, it. No, yeah, like it doesn't follow the traditional. You think like if it's just a, a killer or the mask, but then it adds all this psychic stuff, and then people turn into mannequins. Nothing's ever explained. It's just a way for them to do weird shit. I don't, I don't I mean, know weird shit they do, and it kind of has this raw. And maybe it's just because mm. there's not a great transfer. This oh, mm. it kind of has this raw grittiness to it, like this you know grainy. And I, mm. I don't know. I like this film. I don't think. It went down a little bit for me, just because I do think that middle part kind of drags mm-hmm. a bit. I'm going to still give it seven out of ten. Like nice. I still think it's there's some really fucking creepy. Yeah, I don't shit think it would have been that far off. Then I probably gave it six or six point mm-hmm. five. I thought, yeah, I, I thought you gave it like a two or something. Did I? Maybe I'm, I'm mistaken. I don't think so, but maybe I'm I'm wrong. I, I feel like I'm remembering. You gave it goods. two and a half on Letterboxd. Okay. Ah, so so maybe I was between a six and five point five yeah. and went. Maybe I go back Every time I do this slash and I'm all excited and I always look at Adam's writings and he breaks my heart. <laughs> um, <laughs> one of these days we're going to we're going to find one that we both agree on, but It's um, it's it's how I feel whenever I see like, hey, there's this movie that is <laughs> one of the greatest movies of all time considered by every human being and then Kyle's like, "Three. I never butcher. I usually don't butcher them. I th- it's usually not my thing. It's yeah. more of like I appreciate the filmmaking behind it. It's not a film I'm excited to watch again kind of thing." Um and that's kind of with me, like, yeah. I, I, I'm i thinking about Tourist Trap, I, I'm thinking about all the good things when you're saying them now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, all the characters, like... They are forgettable. I think that is the yeah. thing about Slash films. You kind of got it, like, a lot of the characters are kind of yeah. forgettable in a lot of these films. You're kind Unless of there. they're like a trope. for the other stuff, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, yeah, again, I, I guess it's my Friday the 13th. Easy, easier to play with, yeah. right? Because yeah. it's like, oh, this is just a stand-in for this person. Yeah, as I say, unless they're tropes, you're going to forget them. Unless they're, like, crazy, like you got a guy named uh, Coco who, uh, I don't know, cuts off ears or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, Crispin mm. Glover in, yeah. in, in Friday the exactly. fourth one, right? Uh, what else do you guys one? have? Uh, the fourth one. Fourth, fourth one, yeah. Um, so I watched another slasher that I guess this is what you're referencing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Killing me, Smalls. This is the house on Sorority Row. Um, Yeah, I just found it kind of forgettable. That's with the school mom with the uh, stick. Yeah, they kind of she's always beaten. Well, it's kind of the classic story, right? Like, I I guess I mean, what what did it first? Diabolique? Yeah, which like 
this is hilarious. Like I, I read afterwards that this was inspired by Leak, and it was like, well, you can. It's definitely the same kind of basic story, right? And I know what you did last summer. Mm-hmm. The movie I talked about in episode two, Kill Game. I mean, it's kind of. I think it's like the I think basic this is the one part. that kind of. But yeah. there's no like actual setup that's that's cool. There's never any tension in this movie, and that's partially. Well, I think it, it keeps you guessing about who it could be, right? It a little bit does. I I I figured out. Oh, I know who. The, like the the second the the where when she goes up to the attic, it was like okay, this is where this movie's gonna go. Is this one that opens up with someone giving birth as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's got the creepy killer, uh, the killer and the clown. Yeah, the yeah, attic. the jesters. Yeah. Oh yeah, I like this one. Um, I know some people, even Sasha fans, do find this one drags a little, but yeah, this is usually considered top tier, I believe. I so. just, I yeah, like it was fine. But that's all it was. Some of the characters are fun. You got the bitchy, the bitchy girl in there. Yeah, she, Vicky the or terrible. whatever. She's pretty great. the The main girl is kind of like whatever. All the other girls are kind of whatever. The house. I like all the other mom. girls. Like it feels like a real group of friends. Like they feel like I don't know. I I'd, I'd like kind of the friendship between them. I guess movie friends. It feels mm-hmm. like, but none of them are memorable for me. None of the none of the like the dialogue is that that great. Like. When I watch Black Christmas, like those, all of them yeah. s- stick out, and 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 you're like wanting to like see how they react to one another. I never give a fuck about how these people were spending their time, um, and yeah, it, and again, it just like treats that party in the house so non-committal that it never plays up. Like, there's a bunch of people in the house. Like, what else is going on? It has a one. They do that. They do the stuff one, where they're having that party and they got to, oh shit, they're playing in the pool and they yeah. ran out. Yeah, the, and, the, and the, the two gone. guys. But like, it's a giant party. Like, what's going on in the actual party? No one ever is referencing it. You got that one dweeb guy that likes the one girl. He's another kind of minus character. I think it's more about that they have this party and it's Dead constant body. like I guess constant threat of I it being ever, seen I, maybe this is the filmmaking that I just don't buy it like it never feels like he's trying to set up that there's actual tension he just goes mm. from like this is a gag or this is a kill yeah I, and, and maybe this is sometimes my problem with, with slashers, slashers it's just there's no suspense or there's no tension or thrills in them for me like sometimes there's like oh that's super cool where some of the slashes we saw in the backwoods, I really, really liked because you actually got like, oh, fuck. You're in the backwoods. That guy's in the waterfall. Do you see yeah. that thing happening? Like, that's that's great mm-hmm. to me. Like, this one is... I think these play more of, yeah, you're watching for the kills, the mystery. I think I, I do see... This one I disagree with because I think there is definitely... A, I remember a couple months at the party that was like, shit, they're going to be found out. I guess I I just already knew like you know because the the killer's gone and done things like they're not going to be found out, so that the, they've already gone and killed somebody. There's no one in. But the we, no, but we don't know. You don't know who the killer is, right? You don't know if the killer is related. If the body is the killer, if they're related in any way, I think they do a good job of that. That's why I think they do a good job with the mystery of the killer. Maybe I just figured it as a killer right away. <laughs> Maybe too smart. That's your problem. I don't think it's too smart. I yeah, just feel too much. I, I would that, never that's my, what I mean though slip. because. It, it's hard to talk about this, but because you know who the killer is, and it does add mm-hmm. tension about the body being there. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I don't want. I don't want. To talk I, about yeah, that. I guess there's that. I just. I, don't know. I just. I just always thought it was a like that was going to be the. Th- you're going to think it's she's come back, and they th- all think this, right? Like, there's people that are already thinking this mm-hmm. from the beginning. 
I Anyways, I, yeah, I do think I, think I don't. I don't have much opinion on this. What, movie. what would you end up giving it? Five point five. Okay. I just don't. I like. I'd prefer to not like watch it again. It's fine. Yeah. I just don't. It just didn't like. Uh, there was nothing in the in the movie that excited me. Where like even Tourist Trap, you've got that great lead performance. Mm-hmm. So somebody could probably twist my arm and and like you explaining it there. I was like, ah, I must have liked this more. And then you think about it and go, oh yeah, you're right. It does drag in the middle. Oh right, mm-hmm. I didn't like any of the characters. Like, but but you don't. For, you, there's something memorable. Where I bet in six months, if you ask me about this movie, I might not be able to tell you a goddamn thing about it. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I, I have one more Sasher. This is one that you may like, Adam. <laughs> All right. <laughs> But who fuck knows? Uh, <laughs> it might be more your thing. Uh, so this is uh, from 1974. I think you should both watch this. Um, Frightmare. Now, again, there's like 10 movies called Frightmare. Make sure you yeah. watch the one from 1974. This is a, a British film directed by cult horror director Pete Walker. Uh, he did like Flesh and Blood show, Die Screaming Marianne, House of Whipcord. What's that weird looking fellow with the drill? Schizo, House of Long Shadows. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, that's not a fella, though. <laughs> okay. On the cover. So it opens up. There's this murder um, that happens, and you then cut to, um, you don't really see them, but it's from the judge's point of view, and he's sentencing this married couple. Uh, you learn that they, you know, the wife is a cannibal, and I guess she'd do these, hold these tarot card readings, and then murder the people and eat them. And she yeah. killed six people, and she's been caught, and now she's being sentenced. I feel this is a true story. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Uh, cut to 15 years later, and now the, they're released from the mental, mental institution. Um, you discover that they had two daughters. One of them was like born right before they went in, so they've never seen this child grow up. She's now 15 years old. And then you have the older daughter who's kind of taking care of the 15-year-old. The 15-year-old's kind of become a bit of a delinquent. She's hanging out with this motorcycle gang. Yeah. They're at a bar, and the bartender won't serve her booze, so... You know, she tells him off, and the, the boyfriend they get in a fight, and then they wait for him outside and, and beat him. Um, and then she's like, "You guys go," and you know, she goes back, and maybe is she gonna, what's she gonna do? Um, does she do something more with the body? Does she whatever? Um, and yeah, so the older sister's trying to deal with this, taking care of this younger sister, so she doesn't have much of a life on her own. You also find out that she's disappearing in the middle of the night to bring to visit her parents and bring her mother this bag of like kind of like you know you'd have meat wrapped in that kind of paper oh yeah yeah like wax paper parchment paper parchment paper it's leaking blood so she's you don't know what's going on what she bring into the mom um and uh yeah this is a film i don't want to say too much more i mean i'm not going to say it's super you know there's i just think there's there's something there i think the mom is kind of cool um she she does meet the psychiatrist too and starts up a relationship the older sister with the psychiatrist and he's trying to help her and her problems with her sister and then he goes into the 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 stuff with the 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 mother and whatever um and of course the murders start happening and again who's doing blah 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 i'm gonna give it seven out of ten i think this one's quite good um and uh, yeah, you guys should both watch. I think there's oh, some right. interesting stuff there. It, it, again, this one does go into more of like it is a more character driven. I mean, it's like five mm-hmm. characters in the the movie. Again, not saying this is psycho or anything, <laughs> but uh, it's still a British exploitation movie. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I think there I might, might be something it. there. Yeah. yeah, I just added to my there's some cool slasher watch list. Yeah. Um, I got one more movie. Uh, uh, before we jump in, uh, is this the yeah yeah last one? Last one. So I watched Knock at the Cabin. So this is the oh, M- it's a new one. M yeah. Night talking about twists. Hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I I don't want to g- 
give too much weight. Some people uh, did, did, did you feel dig like it? there's a real. I did, but it's kind of like it's not that exciting at the same time. It's got a cool setup. Basically, uh, there's this family. It's it's uh, uh, two gay dads that have their mm-hmm. daughter with them, and all of a sudden Dave Bautista shows up and he starts talking to the daughter about grasshoppers. Dave Bautista is fucking awesome in this movie. Hmm. Okay, um, I, I feel like he might be a good actor. I don't know. It's hard to tell because all he plays is Drax and like that other fella from uh, Glass Onion that was Drax. Yeah, like I've always felt, and I, I've said this before, the first scene in, in Blade hmm. Runner, he's so fucking good and he's one scene, yeah. but it, to me it was like, there's more to this guy. Like, there's got to be, and this mm-hmm. this proves it. He's he's great in this movie. Good. But basically, these four individuals. He's got three other individuals come up and they say this is going to be very difficult. No one's going to want to stay that uh, you know want to hear this. But basically, they say the apocalypse is coming. If you don't kill one of your family members and sacrifice them, all this terrible shit's going to happen. And it plays out. And at first, of course, they don't believe anything. They just think mm-hmm. these are wackos. And you start guessing what's going on. I th- M. Night directs the shit out of this uh, for the most part. It does a really good job of giving space in, in not a lot that's going on. I just And I, I was really kind of wrapped up. I just feel like as they try to pull a full story out of what seems like a Twilight Zone episode, mm-hmm. it runs out of steam at the end. I've also heard that the there's a different ending that may be a little bit more oh. complex and elaborate. From It's a book, I guess. I haven't looked into it. Um, uh, I, I wasn't that interested after yeah. seeing this. I did, I, yeah, I'm going to give it 6.5. I think it's... It's, it's not going to be your best of the year. I, I doubt it unless it's a yeah. massively weak... Like that yeah. year. But a solid movie. Like, yeah. It's solid. It's, it's, it's national treasure territory. <laughs> I see, I see. Um, so oh, we'll watch it Shocktober and uh, I'll let you know. Yeah, I really liked Old and never hated that mm-hmm. movie. So, so uh, this is the uh, uh, the first of, of uh, a bunch of lists that we're going to be getting from other podcast hosts, critics, and and uh, just movie lovers in general. And this one comes from Michael Ferrari, who is Cinema de Meep, uh, and, and also has the Retro Movie Love podcast. And uh, yeah, he was he was. Uh, really goes in depth in, in a great way about his top 10 2007 movie picks. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm interested to hear them, and, and, mm. and we'll, we'll see what he's got. So let's, let's see what he's got. Here's Michael. Let's see what you got, Mike. Hello, all you fellow movie maniacs out there. My name is Michael Ferrari of Cinema de Meep and the Retro Movie Love Podcast. I want to thank Movie City Maniacs for inviting me on to talk about my, you guessed it, favorite movies of 2007. Here's my top 10. At number 10, I'm going with Cassandra's Dream. Now, this is a crime film starring Colin Farrell and Ewan McGregor, uh, also Tom Wilkinson, Haley Atwell, and Sally Hawkins. Uh, I got the pleasure of working with Sally Hawkins once in a movie, and she is a wonderful person, I have to say. Now... Cassandra's Dream is uh, directed by Woody Allen. He's not in the film. It's one of his uh, more dramatic thrillers that he does occasionally. Really solid movie, really solid thriller. My number nine, I'm going with Music and Lyrics. That's right, a romantic comedy. This one's starring Hugh Grant and Drew Barrymore, who have great chemistry together. What wins me over. I like that it was a little bit out of its time in the 2000s. It's, uh, it harkens back to the screwball comedies of past. Recently, Quentin Tarantino himself has professed his love for music and lyrics. At number eight, Starter for Ten. Now, this is a 
I guess you would call it a British teen comedy about a young man who's off to university and it kind of follows his like first year at university and like the love that blossoms there with him and Rebecca Hall. That's James McAvoy and Rebecca Hall. It's the first movie I remembered Rebecca Hall in, and she kind of won me over, kind of almost Molly Ringwald-esque uh, quality, but with her acerbic wit that she has, and I was really impressed by her. And also James McAvoy. I can kind of see why they went on to be bigger stars after this movie. I think it's a very charming movie. My wife and I watch it a lot. Okay, uh, my next one is Black Book, which is a Paul Verhoeven movie. We love Paul Verhoeven here. Uh, we love his American movies. We love his Dutch movies. This isn't him going back doing a Dutch movie, but a World War II era. I guess you call it a drama, but more of a, it's a drama and a thriller as well, like a spy thriller too. Next up is Waitress. Kind of a comedy, romantic comedy, if you will. It was directed by Adrian Shelley, who sadly and tragically uh, uh, passed away uh, before uh, the movie really uh, came out. And I was quite surprised by it. It's since inspired like a like a, I want to say, Broadway musical. It's really good. If you haven't seen Waitress, I really recommend it. Number five, Eastern Promises. This is the David Cronenberg film. I'm handling discs because I, I'm a big fan of physical media, so I'm going through all the discs of these 2007 films. Currently holding the 4K, which, which is amazing. This movie was released in 4K by Kino Lorber. I'm a big fan of Eastern Promises. I think the crime films that David Cronenberg was making in this era are pretty, pretty strong. And I would even venture to say this is my maybe my favorite Cronenberg movie, uh, my last favorite Cronenberg movie. I've liked some of the movies he's done since this one, but not quite as much. Uh, my number four is Juno, which, of course, had a lot of pop. It was pretty popular when it came out. Got a lot of Academy Award nominations and so on. Went back and revisited it recently after not seeing it for a very long time. And I was kind of taken aback by how much I... I liked it. Yeah, really strong movie, of course, directed by Jason Reitman and uh, written by Diablo Cody. My number three is a swan song for a director, uh, Before the Devil Knows You're Dead, directed by Sidney Lumet. Now, when I saw this movie, when it came out in 2007, I was like, this is my favorite movie of the year. It's a really, really strong crime movie. There's a lot of crime movies in 2007. And I thought it was, it kind of blew me away. The story of two brothers, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman and Ethan Hawke, and this uh, heist that kind of goes wrong, how it affects their lives. Really good film. It's my number three this time, because my, my top tens tend to shift around a little bit over time. I was truly blown away by it in, in 2007. What a strong way to end a career, a great career, of course, like Cindy Lumet's. My number two was a movie that I did not see until a couple of years ago. And that's uh, uh, Frank Darabont's The Mist. I don't know why, because I'm a big Stephen King fan, and, and I like the story where it came from, but I did, did not for some reason see The Mist. And when I saw it a couple of years ago, I was totally, totally blown away by this movie. Fans of The Mist will <laughs> say, well, duh, it's The Mist. It truly is a spectacular film with an ending unlike any other. And then uh, my number one is kind of a left-field choice. My number one is... Julie Delphi's Two Days in Paris. This is a comedy about a young woman and her fiancé and them spending two days in in Paris, of course, and her, I guess, introducing him uh, to her parents and the craziness and wackiness of, of an American boyfriend. It is quite simply 
uh, a treat, this movie, every time I watch it. Written, directed, starring Julie Delphi. She does the music of the movie. She does every. She does the costumes. She does it all in this movie. It's like it's, It feels like a handmade movie. It feels like someone's vision. Movies like this are, are few and far between, so I put it at the top of my list because it's very special to me. Adam Goldberg is really funny. The people who play her parents, which are actually her parents in real life, are hilarious. It's quite a surprise of a movie. Two Days in Paris. I don't know how many lists it's going to make in this uh, top 10 of 2007, but it won my heart. That's why it's my number one. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you, Movie City Maniacs, for giving me the opportunity to read off this list. Take care. What an interesting list of, I would have never (laughs) thought of even watching a bunch of those Mm -hmm. movies. So now we got more movies to actually watch. Yeah, I guess that's lists are personal, yeah. right? So awesome. Yeah, and I'm, <laughs> that's what makes them interesting. I, I've had waitress in my list to check out. Yeah, so. I've had that. Mm-hmm. At, uh, I was I was gonna take two days in Paris mm-hmm. out of my list the other day. Now you gotta check it out. I was like, and now now I've got to check it out because that was his number one. Like that's mm-hmm. I don't know, that's a really uh, uh, personal list because I don't I've never like seen that on anybody's list, not let alone number one. Um, but I uh, you know. Cool actors. I, I'm definitely yeah. interested. So thank you so much, uh, Michael. And again, that's Michael from Retro Movie Love Podcast um, for being part of this yeah, in 2007 buddy. insanity that yeah, we're the, doing. The countdown to the best of 2007. Um, I guess with that, let's uh, jump into the trailer now for Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull from 2008. And we'll be back in a few minutes. Legend says that a crystal skull was stolen from a mythical lost city in the Amazon. Supposedly built out of solid gold, guarded by the living dead. Whoever returns the skull to the city temple will be given control over its power. You will help us find it. A simple yes will do. Well, we will do this old-fashioned way. Put your hands down, will you? You're embarrassing us. Don't touch anything. During the Cold War, Indy becomes engulfed in a Soviet plot to uncover the secret behind this crystal skull, a mysterious artifact which has supernatural powers related to the mystical lost city of gold. Yes, we're talking about the 2008 
uh, was going to be the final film. I'm kind of glad that they're going to do one more and hopefully end on a better note. Take one more bite of that uh, um, apple, one more sip from that uh, cup of internal youth, if you will. But this is the last Steven Spielberg directed Indiana Jones film. It's kind of sad oh. that, I mean, I'm sure, man, mm-hmm. Gold might will do a, a yeah, good job. Yeah, uh, I don't know how I didn't connect the dots. It seems like it's his baby. The reason why I talked about identity was uh, and, uh, for this was because he... Dr- directed uh he's yeah. directing the new one and i knew this would be the last one we were uh, watching yes, so yes, yes. I, 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 I almost don't like that though like i am happy that you know maybe it might end on a better note but at the same time it's like phantasm you know there's something about don coscarelli directed that whole series yeah and then part five this other guy comes in and you know that movie maybe not so great um hopefully the the new Indiana jones is better but yeah it does feel weird not to have lucas and, and spielberg behind it like they I'm, i think mm. spielberg is producing it i'm sure he had some say in it does lucas have nothing i don't to do think with lucas this? had anything to do with it um but yeah i don't know it's kind of sad uh this film is written though by david Coop, uh who did a lot of some of my favorites toy soldiers huh the 90s one yeah uh not the one with the actual not toy small soldiers. soldiers this is oh not small soldiers no this is the one where it's uh um, lewis gossett jr and uh, uh, oh, uh who's the kid Austin. from goonies uh sean Austin, right yeah sean Austin. And they're the they, terrorists take over takes their boarding over school. school. And it's, it's always up been one to of my favorites. Kinda... Oh, I've never seen this. Oh, it, it's oh, awesome. Really? They're yeah. like a troubled kid's school, and then they have to try to stop the terrorists. But it's great. Uh, he also did Jurassic Park, Carlito's Way, tons of other films. Uh, again, this is another interesting uh, story. I, I feel like they took a lot of ideas from the last movie that you were saying, like all the uh, cast aside ideas that like uh, Christopher Claus did, and uh, not Christopher Claus for Claus. <laughs> Uh, he did direct Home Alone, so yeah, I, I, yeah, get, yeah. I get yeah, why yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're confusing the. Yeah, I, I guess stuff. Lucas uh, does uh, an episode. Um, I don't know. I think he directed an episode of Young Indiana Jones that actually Harrison Ford, I guess, did a guest on. I don't know if he was actually in it or does it. He just for narrates it, it yeah. Um, but it takes place in the 50s and this kind of gives George Lucas the idea like the 50s, this is the time of like the aliens, mm-hmm. the sci fi thing. We can, we can totally do something with that. And. I think first part. Do you guys have a problem with the aliens? I, I don't have a problem with the aliens. I don't in anymore. This one. I, I remember not loving it at first, but I think I kind of like it. I <laughs> no, it don't have sense. a problem with it either. If mm. if you, believing in the Holy Grail is the yeah. same as believing in aliens, exactly. I do. Th- I kind of like too. That I think they aliens do. are more believable than the fucking Holy Grail. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I like that they're more. Tra- they do the traditional like saucer look, rays mm-hmm. look. Um, but I guess like again, this is one where it feels like he had to really pressure. <laughs> Spielberg into doing it. I, I guess him and Ford were both not like they were completely out of the whole aliens thing. Um, and Lucas is like, "What the fuck, guys? Like, this could be fun. Like, we could take this. We every movie could be a different genre now. Yeah. We could really have fun with this this series, which um, is stupid. Uh, like that that idea is. Dumb. I don't know. I I, I think it, it works. I think it would work. If you have like, this tackling the fifties, and you know, you go into whatever is going to be in the sixties. Oh, okay, Wolfman. Like, why not? But yeah. have like the X Files of like Indiana Jones. Yeah, exactly. I think it could work totally as as kind of that. I, uh, and again, because we've kind of already seen that with Temple of Doom, that is so different than the other ones. Mm. Yeah. Who knows? I, who knows where they're going for the fifth film? For me, it's like give me an like an adventure serial. It it, mm-hmm. it that's stuck someone traveling the world. I don't care what. I don't care if it's fantastic or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. still got to be there. You know, uh, 
I, I, I think mean, if you like go you too said, far, it still into feels genre. like an Indiana Jones film. It's just like, I think this feels just I mean, it's it's really the MacGuffin. How right? awesome would it be if it was like Indiana Jones trying to find an artifact of like a werewolf lore in like Scotland and him like having to like figure out like all like the caves and the moors and whatnot? Lock-ness, like yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I could probably be down with yeah, that. See? Yeah. So maybe maybe I'm reversing yeah. the, that that feeling. I will say Temple of Doom doesn't feel like an Indiana Jones movie. Yeah. It, it feels like a, a, a like it's it is what it is and it has all the people. But that's why it's kind of I don't know, that's why I kind of like it though. I think if you had like three or four of the same film over and over again, I think like doing something kind of crazy each episode. I think you have to do something be... a little bit different, but basically Raiders and Last Crusader is the same goddamn movie. Like mm. you just yeah. have you just adding Last Crusader upper. is kind of a best of, right? Like it's kind of mm. like taking and bring back all the characters. We didn't even talk about that, but you bring kind of back all the characters from Raiders yeah. of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Uh this film does a bit of that as well. Um, but yeah, I guess um, I think it was Lucas also found out that uh, Stalin was involved in psychic <laughs> or interested. Oh, in yeah, psych- yeah, yeah, I forgot. Obviously, about that. he inv- he was interested in psychic warfare and kind of you know put money into looking into that. So he kind of mm-hmm. took that as all oh, this is fucking great. Mm-hmm. Now I guess Lucas was eventually able to wear Spielberg down by saying, "Don't think of it as extraterrestrials, but interdimensional." Yeah. Interminentials, and that's kind of what... Because he didn't want to do Close Encounters it. again. Yeah. Which kind of uh, actually going into your knock at the cabin as well. I guess M. Night Shyamalan was actually hired to uh, write a script in 2002, but I guess he was kind of overwhelmed. He said like... And was, also didn't think they really cared. Yeah, it was too difficult yeah. to get like all those guys on the same Because I guess Tom Stoppard was involved as well in that section. It was mm-hmm. him, Spielberg, and Lucas working on things, overseeing it. Mm-hmm. And then he 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 was nervous because it was like this is this is my holy grail the of, royalty yeah. of but then he they didn't care it was probably like what people working with Hitchcock in the seventies and they would go there and it'd be like he just wanted to get to lunch yeah <laughs> yeah I do get the impression even going back to like Temple of the Doom and maybe they were more on the same page there because they were both living through dark times mm-hmm. but I get the impression it's like. Lucas has these crazy ideas, and it's like Spielberg doesn't want to do that. And it eventually, it's like a compromise. Okay, you can do that, but I want to do this. And then Ford is kind of like, well, really? Like, I get the impression, too, Ford is not always down for a lot of these ideas. But eventually, they wear him down. I feel like these films are a lot of wearing down. I remember something like seeing Oprah, like, as a kid. And then Oprah having, like, Spielberg on and basically, like, Convincing them he has to agree to make Indiana Jones four. I don't know if I dreamt this up or whatever. I think it, I think it was something like that. I think it was. I don't know if it was. Maybe it was. They were at something. It was a Harrison Ford, uh, some kind of tribute to him. And I think they all got together and the producers and everything. And that was like we should do another film. Uh, but I guess the closest- Harrison Ford also look at what he does past Crusades. Like he's a big movie star in mm-hmm. the nineties, but outside the Fugitive, most Kinda of those- dies out. And which one? I know I was going to say kind of dies out after like the early 2000s. Well, he kind of has a bunch but of But the 90s, yeah. his movies kind of suck. Air Force One sucks. The Jack Ryan movies aren't that good. Yeah. Oh, I'd, I'd love the Jack Ryan movies. Yeah. Was Hunt for Red October Harrison Ford? No, Patriot no. Games. And oh, Patriot. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so Hunt for uh, Rec- Red October, I think, is the... Yeah. See, I don't know. I actually like... Uh, the other Clear and Present Red Danger? Danger? Mm-hmm. I like Patriot Games. might be my favorite. Sean Bean is a villain. I love me some evil Sean. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually, I haven't it's seen. It's got some scary. F- I, I saw Clear yeah, and Present so. Danger not like well, fifteen years ago. I'm a big whatever. fan. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that franchise. Um, uh, but it isn't. It's frantic, presumed innocent. That's all '90s, right? 
Is that before Fugitive? I guess so. Uh, Some of that stuff is. Pretty yeah, good. I, I haven't. I haven't seen Frantic. I've seen Presumed Innocent, but hmm. yeah, I, I think those are those are just like after Crusade. But anyways, I looked at this stuff and yeah. I was like, I wouldn't. I'd be fine not watching any of these movies yeah. ever again. Um, not watching Sabrina, Sabrina ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the the remake of Sabrina. Yeah, like I'd never fucking watch that. Like. Uh, I, I, I'd watch the 50s yeah. one. But even the 50s one is an overrated Bogart movie. Anyways, go. let's go <laughs> back. You got yeah. me confused. Uh, can- Witness, is not Is that the one where he No, that's in the 80s. Okay, yeah, sorry, 85. Yeah, sorry. I just want to see Yeah, 85. Um, Air Force One is a huge fucking mm-hmm. hit, whether you like it or not. It's a trash it? movie. I. It's fun. But yeah. I can- Get off my plane. I'm not going to uh. defend it, but I think it's a super that's fun what, movie. That's up there. Like This happened a few times in this podcast where you think about like when you thought you yeah. as a kid you think movies are all great and when a bad you'd actually think a movie was bad it was like holy fuck I would just watch a bad movie I remember watching Air Force One and be like movies are bad I remember liking it. I'm surprised how big that film is like that's a film people well, still talk about it just got a re-release it got a, rele- a release oh, wow. on 4K it just got a steelbook re-release special edition um, which again they usually do for like bigger he, films that, that might be his height of his popularity yeah i think that film was a huge success too because I, I remember that's it was like the, one of the biggest films that year yeah. i remember seeing it thinking like oh, it was pretty yeah, good i right. think it came out around the time as executive decision with kurt russell yes. oh yeah 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 but yeah I, I remember liking it um but yeah i remember not as much as everyone else but yeah it, you're right everything outside like no of that, one actually though. think that's a good movie now it's just like a bunch of it's people fun. went to the multiplex it's like dante's <laughs> peak like no one fucking cares uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, I'll have to watch it. Again. I'm, I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to pick it up on 4K. Yeah, though, yeah no, now there's a. We'll 4K. have to watch it. I, I don't. I'm not watching the movie. I yet. haven't seen it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, the, I guess the closest the, the actual there was another finished script by Frank Darabont. Oh. Uh, who, oh yeah. And uh, I guess he. I guess he wrote a bunch of episodes for Young um, Indiana young Jones. Indy. Yeah. But I guess his story was going to be Indiana Jones and the City of Gods set, set in the 1950s, same thing. But this was going to be ex-Nazis pursuing Jones. Yeah, in Argentina or something. Um, apparently Spielberg liked the script. I think the script is out there. I think you can read it. Is this about aliens um, too, like Cherry? But I think gods? Lucas had issues with it because, again, uh. and I think they both kind of, all of them eventually agreed, including Ford, like, we've kind of done Nazis to death. Like, let's move on to something different. Yeah. Well, Spielberg also was like, I'm not going to make Nazis a character after doing mm. Schindler's List. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. He didn't want to do kind of a silly. I guess makes sense taking the Nazis, but um, yeah, uh, this was. Uh, I guess this kind of brings back. We get Karen Allen comes back in this yeah. one. She's great in this. She's yeah, awesome. She is, it, had she done like had she disappeared from acting for a bit? Or was uh, this she's in bit parts and stuff. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. but like, like unfortunately, a lot of uh, women, middle aged women, kind yeah, of get kicked yeah. out of Hollywood. Yeah. Like. Yeah, there's there's bits bits and pieces roles, but I don't. She hadn't done anything where she was a lead in a picture like this. Mm-hmm. Might be my favorite actor in the, in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, I guess Harrison Ford though, it is kind of cool that they did want to keep him as an old dude. They didn't want to die. Yeah. They wanted to comment on it. Ford was even like, let's go more with that. Let's have people comment yeah. on it. Um, I mean, he did train for this. He did like all, you know, he was going to the gym for several hours a day and doing all the protein shakes and all that shit. So he did get in shape for this. I think he injured himself a couple of times filming this. And he yeah. would have been like 60, what, 
263 in this? <laughs> I, th- I think 15 years before this movie's about to come out, yeah. too, right? So like, 65. Well, this new yeah. one, though, there's a lot of like putting his face on stunt yeah. guys. Yeah. And I remember like people complaining, like you talk to people, and like, and I think I remember complaining the same thing, like he looks so old during this. I don't know, like, yeah. I think he's fine. I don't have any problem. I think with that. You're, it's believable that he can be still knocking mm. guys out, punching them around and stuff. Yeah, his age and kicking ass is not the least of the believabilities in this movie. There's a thousand things that are way more unbelievable yeah. than this. Yeah, I guess originally too. Um, so we do have Sheila Buff as Mutt Williams. Mutt Williams in this. I don't know if we need to yeah. spoil who he is. Does, do you think it matters? It doesn't matter. I think everyone yeah. knows. Um, but fuck it. He's the son in this. Yeah, I yeah. think they sell it in the the plot synopsis and a lot of plot synopsis. It was originally going to be a daughter because I guess in Young Indiana Jones and the books that came out, it was a daughter. But uh, I guess Spielberg had just did the Lost World, yeah. Jurassic Park, where it had the daughter kind of was the lead in that one, so he decided to, to switch it, switch it up. Um, we've talked about in the last episode, but Connery was almost going to come back as re- as well as John Rhys Davies, um, but they both John Rhys Davies like was going to come back for like ten seconds at the end. And he's like, well, no, like what, what, what am I doing? What a waste, here? Connery. Um, uh, he had re- kind of basically retired, but then again. From what I, it sounds like more later it came out. It's just because he's like, yeah, there, there, there wasn't really much to do. Like, if you want to come back, kill me or something. Make, make it to the part of the point. Like, this is about he's Harrison Gene. Ford is the old guy in this one now, and it's yeah. about his relationship with his son. It there, there'd be no, no part in that yeah. story for him. It's also he wasn't coming back. No, yeah. yeah, like he did one animated flick after uh, what League of Gentlemen or whatever. That's like two thousand one. Oh, yeah. Like he, he's like Gene Hackman. Just was like, nope. I'm done. Yeah. I was a movie star. That was that was that, that era. Was fun. Well, I think it was League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, right? That killed. That's what I just said. Yeah. Oh, did you? Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, was dazing out. I must have been reading this. Um, but and then the other thing is, I guess Cope wanted uh, uh, Mutt to be kind of a nerdy character, but it was Spielberg. Or sorry, I think it was Lucas that wanted him to be like a Marlon Brando kind of yeah. greaser character and, and Sheila Buff did a bunch of research for that. So um yeah, I guess let's talk about this. Let's jump right in. <laughs> okay. This uh, film opens up um it's this kind of weird opening. It opens up with CGI gophers like, for one. Why why? Like it yeah. makes zero sense. Like, and they look like CGI I, gophers. I, I honestly am like the I'm same time. I'm fucked. I'm I will so say fucked. I will say and I other people have said it so it, it, I mm. kind of went and looked for it. The 4K does help with that. I know it's weird, but some of the CGI I remember being so fucking bad when I yeah. watched in the blue. I think that the blue the blue 4K but hides a little bit. Why are they even but fucking yes, there? But yes, they're bad. They look bad. They look. I don't care if they look bad. Why are there fucking yeah. gophers? Yeah. What is Makes the point no of the gophers? Like, as and they come it, back later on too. I know. Yeah. Um, but it does. So you have these kids are kind of doing this race with the uh, the army, and then mm. they turn into uh, I guess Hangar 51 Nevada. Um, they're not allowed in. They pull out their guns, blow them away. You find out these are actually the Russian bad guys. And in their trunk, they got Indy and his partner. Um, I, I do like outside of the gopher shit. Yeah, that would be good. I like I like the, yeah, the, the first, like that is kind of a fun action sequence. I don't know why they, 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 they set the wrong tone about this. I'm like. Lucas, man. Fuck yeah. this movie. That's totally yeah. a Lucas thing. Like yeah. he has a lot of that shit in the prequels, two little stupid, cute little creatures. Um, it's so garbage, and and it's interesting because Spielberg wanted to minimize CGI in this, 
That was yeah. his whole. He went and in. And it ends up being like. And they so, end up doing. Oh, it, like, it, it's crazy. It's like how 30 bad it or gets. 40% of scenes have CGI. It's yeah. crazy. It's like one of those films they they probably went back and did, you know, seasons again with the CGI. Um, but yeah, th- that opening is fun. I love, you know, he's swinging, he, he over swings, misses it, but then he goes flying back in the truck mm-hmm. and elbows him. Um, yeah, all that stuff I think is fun. You get a little Easter egg with the arc of the the government yeah, from Raiders. Yeah. It's kind of cool, even like the sand and stuff. Although that that whole crystal skull thing and magnetic, it kind of like plays when they want it to play, and it doesn't. Yeah, like, yeah. it's like in this thing, he can throw sand, and it's attracting it from like thirty fucking whatever. How many? No, yeah. more than hundreds of feet away. Well, gunpowder, yeah. yeah. Yeah, gunpowder. Sorry. Yet, like, when the other guy just has a blanket over the skull, it doesn't attract till he takes a blanket off, and then it attracts a little bit. And even then, it, like... But whatever. I mean, I guess it would be kind of distracting. It's kind of an interesting idea, but at the same time, I guess it is hard and to play off. It does look cool. Has this pull again, I think, like, yeah, the I think, this, I think the skull it. looks cool. I think it is a cool artifact. Um, and you got Kate Blanchett in there, who's... Yeah. yeah. She's really going over the top. She's having fun with the role. Yeah. yeah. She, I, I don't think she's bad. No. She fits like kind of the serial type of character, I guess. I also just like I, I'm 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 a I really like Kate Blanchett a yeah. lot. Mm. Uh, but this wouldn't be up there. This does feel like a little bit like ah, I'm just gonna choose some scenery. That's all. Yeah, I, need. I feel like this is her. She's grew up with these films. She's gonna go have fun with it. Like a lot yeah. of I guess her look and a lot of the things her character does were her ideas. I guess. Um, and then this leads into the other, or maybe famous scene, in the movie. <laughs> So there's a oh, nuclear yeah. test going. I never heard about this until. Oh this, really? Yeah, yeah this was a, this yeah. was a big this, deal. We were all big uh, of this. this was like it became a big term. Nuking instead of jumping the shark, it became nuking the fridge. <laughs> Indiana Jones hides in the fridge during a nuclear uh, test, and it goes flying over and bounces around, and he gets out and he's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, th- this was. Uh, I guess they commented like this became like one of the most. Used phrases in, in that that year, and Spielberg comments. He's like, "It's not Lucas's fault. Like this was my idea." And Lucas is like, "No, he's just fucking. He's trying to defend he's me. Covering this me. was me. I did look, did research. There was a 50-50 chance you could survive it, and blah blah. blah. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of it's almost like too far fetched. I mean, yeah. we've already had some crazy shit in these films, but that is almost like I don't care. It's fucking yeah. silly. I think it's silly, but I I was so shocked that this was this seems like a fan generated thing. I, it does seem like it's completely out of the uh, the spec of this movie. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, but I also think the, I remember the, hating it when I the saw the uproar theaters. of it oh. is also. I just feel like, yeah, but have you seen these fucking movies? Not like nothing's like it's a little bit more. It's not jumping the shark, and nobody is actually saying nuke in the fridge. I've never seen that anywhere or or read about that. After mm-hmm. I saw it, it's like only if you're connected to this movie and connected with the fucking lore of it. Is that a thing? What, nuke in the fridge? I, yeah, because I fucking read about movies every day, all uh, like for years No and years. one's ever said nuke in the fridge? No one's ever said nuke in the fridge. I've never seen references. Apparently it was in Time Magazine's list chosen as number five for the, the phrase that appeared across the internet, um, one of the top ten buzzwords of 2008. No one uses that. I guess in 2008. I, like I remember a lot of people scamming? commenting on it, though. I'm sure if you saw the movie, yeah. Yeah. this is a ridiculous thing. I think there's more ridiculous things that happen in, in this movie. In this movie, yeah, it's not the worst scene in the uh, agree, movie. Most egregious uh, <laughs> sin. Um, but I, I hated it when I saw that. Yeah, of course. I think it, it doesn't help. You've already opened up with a CGI gopher. Now That's we have a CGI it. fucking. And one of the yeah. the, the greatest line reads of all time. I like Ike. <laughs> like, hey. how 
Where was, that? was, was that? that? I don't even get that. I have no idea. I guess it was like a political slogan in the 1950s for like a, not Ike Turner. Uh, who's that Eisenhower. guy? Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of this mixed bag. You're getting kind of a fun set piece. Mm-hmm. There's some good stuff Spielberg does there. You're getting some really terrible moments. Um, from there, we lead into, I guess, you uh, you find that uh, his, his dad has died. You also find that Marcus has died. Mm. They give a, a little... Homage there. He's got a statue, and they they kind of have a character that is pretty much Marcus. That's just you're it. supposed to care about this guy. You don't because we've never seen him before. But uh, Indy is fired because he's connected to oh to Broadbent's character. Yeah, yeah. See that I even forgot. Like, um, yeah, yeah, he's got nothing to do in this movie. Yeah, no. He's again. He's just there to to let Indy know well, that he got fired, and, and, and he's, he's a big he actor. Quit. Yeah. Um, that's the one thing in this movie. You you also have a lot of like. Even one of the Russian fucking yeah. dudes. Uh, I can't remember who he is, but, but he's in a movie. Like, yeah, I know movies. that guy, yeah. Hmm. There's a lot more of this. Like, Jim Broadbent having just, like, a couple cameo lines. That's just, like, that's how big Spielberg mm-hmm. is at this point, where you can get a guy that is usually, like, main character actor or lead in movies, and he's playing 12th down the list. Yeah, that has nothing to do, but it's like, well, I got to be in the Spielberg movie. In, in even in 89, you're not getting people lining up to do that. A- Aykroyd. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I think Aykroyd might be an in-joke with himself. Um, but from there, we do get introduced to Mutt, and you find out that his mom has been taken by the Russians. Um, and his, like, a also, mentor, yeah, Ox- Mo- Oxley, who is kind of... They cut that, like, I wasn't sure, did, was he supposed to be... He's kind of... Was he his dad, like his father figure? In this, he's situation? his father figure, but I guess it must have been more of the uncle thing because once yeah, they all I think start he's getting, once they start getting introduced, like the Marion and Indy are just constantly flirting with each other right in front of Oxen. And at first, I'm like, this is kind of fucking mean. Yeah. Like the guy's lost his mind, and now you guys are pretty much mind, you know, yeah. eye fucking each other over the table. Um, but you find out he is more of the John uncle. hurts a lot of fun in this. Yeah. Theater. Yeah, I guess he's kind of lost his mind yeah. during this. Uh, From staring into the crystal skull yeah. too much. But we do get a cool, there's a cool little uh, scene where they go to the, the grave. Uh, yeah, the oh, graveyard, yeah, and they yeah, face yeah. like these kind of, they almost look like, at first I'm like, I don't remember they had zombies and shit in these films, yeah. but you find out it's not. It's the people guarding it who wear these kind of skull masks. Mm. Um, that was actually kind of cool. And they kind of, they fight like monkeys, how they mm. jump around and shit. Um, yeah, I, I thought that scene was kind of cool and I did do like again it has that Indiana Jones where they're going into the grave and mm. going through the various obstacles to find the crystal skull and um yeah like I, there, there's again the, this time around there's so much there's shit I fucking despise in it but then there's stuff I'm like that there's some mm. cool set pieces there's some cool adventuring again I don't think it's much worse than like like I mentioned the Tomb Raiders entered the, the kind of the, the films that sprung out of Indiana Jones yeah. I think as an Indiana Jones film it's not it's not a great one it's definitely like several um, you know levels below but I think like just there, there's some stuff in there as a fun adventure film I gotta say it, I didn't mind this oh really yeah like I I, I don't love it mm-hmm. it's but it's kind of like I, I like being around these Every people. Every time I get like, okay, maybe this movie isn't that bad. You get like some shitty thing that happens. Like, oh, okay, Dude, there we go. Do we got to talk about the chase scene where fucking the how, how the insane buff it looks? Starts swinging like Tarzan through the vines yeah. of the no, Even before that, they're doing like a machete fight on a uh, a jeep's. Yeah, and like, it looks like an old spice that. commercial. Does it not look like an old spice commercial? It does kind of feel like yeah. something you'd seen yeah. in an old <laughs> serial film, though. Yeah. But yeah, like. 
Yeah, I don't. So I don't I, yeah, I don't, the monkey stuff is atrocious. Yeah, yeah. the monkey stuff is atrocious. That was. And then from there, we lead into fucking CGI ants, which kind of a cool idea, but it looks so bad. So silly. It's so a great bad. idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it looks so bad that it kind of takes away Again, the idea like, from I, me. I, this kind of goes to my point where I, I feel like that scene is shot in a way that builds tension and like mm-hmm. there's real stakes. So I can look, overlook that. The monkeys look like they're just like, well, we should have some monkeys in the yeah, movie. Yeah. Th- those things bother me more than just like bad effects because I watch a lot of things that have quote unquote bad effects, and you get over it, and you get over it if it's if it's if it's well done. I think that's not to harp on that idea, but like that just sometimes fucking happens. It's when the bad effects are like, why is this fucking even here? Mm. That's the gophers. That's the monkeys. That's the fucking Tarzan shit. Why is this in the movie? Yeah. Self toys, maybe it does feel like it's like <laughs> yeah. cute moments for the to make it a more of a family family thing. Fic, mm. flick or something. Um, I do like uh, again, you get you know the the natives kind of jumping out of the walls. I always think of those scenes, do you know what I'm talking about? When they're when they're yeah, 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 yeah. You always have that movie, it's like, how do you fucking think that works? Like, that guy gets up at five in the morning, oh, all right, let's time wait. to climb into that wall and sit here all <laughs> yeah. day. Today's case, going case, to be you know, the day. It, it, it's been 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I love them in the movie, and if you don't think about it, it's great. Yeah. You get a nice little scare there, but it's it, just when like, you actually think about it. How did the knight not lose his fucking mind? Yeah, in, yeah exactly. In Last Crusade. Well, I get the impression he kind I get the impression the knight in Last Crusade has, is kind of like. Thank you. Someone can fucking take over because this has been terrible. Like you get yeah. the impression that that is like he's it, happy. It, it would and be then yeah. so like, nah. much worse. It's like putting people into solitary in prison, and everyone's like, "Ah, it wouldn't be so bad." And almost every single individual becomes that is put in solitary goes confinement nuts. goes nuts. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. they all, they all fucking messes with their and and fast. Oh yeah. yeah. It's like thirty days. Already, your brain is, is mushy, mushy, and and, and, and sometimes rep forever. But anyways, you you'd be have the same thing. It would be like these guys every day they get up and they with their lunch pail and be like, uh, okay, well, uh, day's going. To I'm going to stand in this. But yeah, it is a cool effect. How do you guys feel about? Let's talk about his partner who constantly is he isn't he a double agent? A super, How is, is he, he still trusting this fella? <laughs> no, I'm fine with him. Yeah, yeah, like I I. I I almost think the the switch the third or fourth yeah. whatever it is is almost too much, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, he I, I think that run. just shows his like yeah. a, a, he actually isn't he's not a double agent he's not a triple agent he's just a guy that's Greedy. the opportunity presents himself <laughs> yeah. he'll and take he'll it. and he'll take it at the at the moment and I, I Ray Winstone is is pretty good in yeah. the role as well and I think he sells it uh, let's talk about Sheila Bob how do you guys feel about him as my, He's in the role sucks. Like yeah. I don't think it's his fault. Yeah, I, I, I don't hate him as much. I, I really hated Sheila Buff for that time. Mm. There was like those couple years. He was just such a douche douchebag, and you couldn't yeah. avoid everything he's doing in real life. And I don't know. Now he's starting to grow on me as a douchebag. That, <laughs> you know, he just does crazy shit, and you're mm. like, you know, he's stealing like, the coke. Just do it. <laughs> like who doesn't love that video? Yeah. <laughs> He's just a weird. He's a weird dude. I mean, mind you, there's some shit that's coming out with him that maybe he's not such. A yeah, nice even guy. It, the, the. I was shit. gonna say it's a, a lot worse. The things he's. But he's married doing, to Mia Goth. Mia yeah. Goth. Oh, which crazy. Is strange. Um, but maybe it's not. Maybe it makes sense in some way. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think he's he's kind of okay in this. Sometimes what his do you character feel about much, the melodramatic but... touch of the entire movie. 
like how they're always like winking at each other. They're getting married. And, like, will they? Won't they? Yeah. Again, no, I, I hate uh, the epilogue yeah, at the end. Yeah. That's that feels so un Indiana Jones. It's, it's so shoehorned it's, in. They should be like something happens when they've completed that task, and mm. it should just be the fucking music goes up. Yeah. And it's over. Again, I do. The whole problem with this film is I think Last Crusade was the perfect finale to that trilogy. Yeah. It ends them riding away. They make the joke where you got his name. The music. Mm-hmm. That's the perfect yeah. way to end this. I feel like this kind of ruins that a bit. Um, what about the scene where they're in the the? Sorry, it's not quicksand; it's something else. But then he throws yeah. the snake. Out. Actually, I, I, I dug that scene. See, I hate, I hate. I dug that, that it's scene. It's so goo- goofy. You're telling, you're literally surrounded by. I can see, and <laughs> the scene behind you, vines. And the best you can do is a snake. Like a snake would slime you. It'd be hard to grab, and you'd it, be crushing you'd it. Probably. Yeah. It's- Split it and like yeah, it probably, probably tore it in half. Pull the snake. It just feels like such a stupid rubbery CGI snake. Mm. I, I don't know. It looked. I hate that scene. Again, that's. I feel like this movie is like it's like does a fun kind of moment or a cool set piece. I mean, Spielberg still mm-hmm. Spielberg. He knows how to put together a fucking set piece, right? I yeah. I honestly think the Tintin film is the better Indiana Jones film that came out yeah. around that time. I've never actually seen the Tintin movie. Oh, I, I love the Tintin. Mm-hmm. I think it's like. It's still it's goofy and fun, but it's CGI and it kind of gets away with it because it's Tintin. But I think it does like a lot of the similar kind of set pieces, and I think it does them better. I think that film just is has a better flow to Tintin it. Tintin fighting Nazis? Is he? I forget. Because I, I might be in. <laughs> I know. I remember seeing it in theaters. I'm being so disappointed yeah. that we never got because it was supposed to be him and Peter Jackson were each going to do a film. Oh. And then Peter Jackson got too busy. He was going to do The Hobbit, and then it never happened. And Tintin also didn't do as much as they hoped. Yeah. Because I think Tintin is like big in like, Europe, yeah, but Europe, not France. North America. No one knows really about it. I Yeah, I think Tintin is. I think it's a great film. It's one of my favorite of that year. So, so back to but, yeah. Crystal mm. Skull. Um, are we good for doing ratings? Yeah, I don't think I have. Do you guys have Can we talk notes? about the ending where it just turns into this crazy soundstage where, I don't want to say spoilers, but how stupid did that look? Uh, I, I'm I fine hated, with that. hated that part. I will say, and I actually, the whole time I'm watching this yeah. and one of my problems watching it is, and maybe Temple of Doom doesn't have it either because that takes place again. I, I feel Temple of Doom is the Haunted Hills film. The other films travel around the world and this does it too. But there's something off about this film. It just felt like he doesn't actually go around. The yeah, world. I found mm. out afterwards that he that maybe that's why it felt to me like he never felt like he was traveling around the world, no. even though he was at times. It felt fake, Peru and or... you find out that he didn't want to because he didn't want to go that far away from his kids. So it's all like done on sound stages. It's all uh, filmed in America mostly. I guess or or I think he or did some stuff. In yeah, they'd yeah. send uh, the second unit to get some stuff, and then they'd combine them with CGI. But yeah, I totally got. I never got that feeling you get in Raiders or Last Crusade where they're, mm-hmm. they're you're are going around the world. And to me, that's always fun about these they're films. They're actually at the gates of Petra in the in the Last Crusade. Yeah, yeah, that's insane, right? Like fucking amazing. It's like I don't get to travel a lot because traveling is expensive, and yeah. I spend all my money on movies. They're like, <laughs> it's I love that's why I love watching some of these type of movies because you get to like kind of experience. And again, obviously, it's the stereotype version, whatever, but you kind of get to experience these different locations. And this film, there's something always off. It always felt like like everything was fake. And yeah, it's a little it makes boxed sense. in or something. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, it does, a chunk of it does take place in America, right? Whereas the other films, it's like, yeah. get to America, let's get on America as fast as possible. And then you're even going to, like, you know, close, still close to Mexico. You're not traveling, I guess, around the world as much. But, um, anyways. Uh, what are you going to give it? Yeah, I I still have fun with this film. If you asked me last time, I think my rating was completely like 
awful. Like it was like a one and a half or whatever. I've yeah. always disliked the film. I do feel like every time, and maybe it's because my expectations are going with the lowest. I'm gonna still. You guys are gonna kill me on this. I'm gonna go seven out of ten. Ooh, seven. I, I think it's. I just. I had fun with it this time, even though every ten minutes would be a scene. It's like, oh, I really hate that. Can you take that? I just think it is still a fun adventure. I think we're still getting some really fun set pieces. I like the alien thing. I like the look of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there, there's there's a lot of cool stuff in this this film. Even if it's again, I think Maddie it's is not a great like, Indiana Jones. Film. Yeah, losing his mind. Or, or what, I, I'm what, trying to. Th- I think I might go five out of ten. Yeah, I really didn't like this. I could tell you, uh, <laughs> we're we're not. Uh, and I'll probably be in between. I, I'm I'm between. I'm closer to Kyle maybe on this one. Like yeah. uh, where it was fun. Am I gonna rush to see? No, Crystal's like it's always the one I'm going to watch if I watch all of them, but it's never going to be my go-to Indiana. I, I don't film. think I would watch this again. Like I think yeah. I'd watch the three and like you know what? That's I might do that it. as well. To be honest, yeah. uh, but I I also think the next time I watch them, I'm you're taking that Temple of Doom too. I just think I'm gonna I'm just gonna watch them individually again because yeah. there's there's no running storyline mm-hmm. really other than in this one. No, yeah. So they they don't you don't need the other movies I, th- I i think i'd i'd rather watch over like a f- six month period and go i'm gonna watch temple of doom yeah and now i'm gonna watch crusade and raiders. now i'm gonna watch raiders and or, or whatever i i don't yeah. know if it really helps watching them in order i so- do think like it may not be spielberg's strongest film obviously it's still a spielberg film and that guy can still do set pieces he can yes. still direct better you're still getting some cool stuff even the, in his introduction from the trunk and you know he pulls up and the hat's there and then mm-hmm. the shadow like you're still getting stuff like that that you're not seeing in a national treasure yeah. you're not seeing in some of those other films that just have like you know a director that is a, so I, a director for hire you're still getting a spielberg film even if the, the story isn't the strongest the cgi is bad like spielberg is fucking spielberg he's right? spielberg yeah like I, I i feel the same way and that's why like I don't feel like this is much below National Treasure. I I think I am giving it a six. It's not a great movie, but it's passable for me. I I I don't know what I was thinking going into this, but I thought it's Spielberg. It can't be the fucking worst, and that's how I kind of feel in the yeah. end. Yeah, it's Spielberg. It, it can't be the fucking worst. Well, didn't Spielberg? No, Spielberg didn't direct Transformers, but he produced Transformers. Am I wrong in this? Yeah. Did he? I think yeah. Oh. Yeah. But again, Spielberg produces a lot. Yeah. I mean, that was a huge budget movie. Again, it made yeah. a billion dollars. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, hey, I don't like it that much, but uh, mm. it, it probably Sheila Buff was in it. But yeah, I feel this is like the uh, hey Transformers and Indiana Jones makes sense. Yeah, I will this. say so. Spielberg, what he thinks about the mm. film, he did say, "I'm very happy with this movie. I always have been." Um, but he also said, I sympathize with people who didn't like the MacGuffin, the interdimensional beings, because I never liked the MacGuffin either. Again, I don't care about it. He right. never yeah. wanted to do the alien yeah. thing, and I think he was kind of I thought the reason why I don't it. like this movie. <laughs> um, and uh, the only uh, before we get into our overall ratings of the series, I guess, mm. again, we, we did talk about it. It was a big success. It had $185 million. It made $790.7 million. So to make four times your budget in this day and age, yeah. it's good. that's pretty huge. Uh, it did $25 million in its opening day, making it the fourth highest Thursday opening behind Star Wars 2, Matrix, and Star Wars 3. I will say, it's kind of fun reading these statistics sometimes mm. before the superhero bang, when like the top 10 were not all superhero movies. It's weird to have like a Star Wars, a Matrix, and an Indiana Jones yeah. as the top movies. Um this would also go on to set opening records for both uh, Spielberg and Harrison Ford film, beating The Lost World Jurassic Park and Air Force One. Hmm. Um, it ranked the second 
uh, biggest Memorial Day weekend behind the Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. Um, so, so maybe this the new movie, which we talked about before, mm-hmm. has got. We were all skeptical a little bit. I think maybe Kyle the most skeptical that this still works as IP. If the movie's that big. See, I think the difference is you're coming off of The Last Crusade. You have 20... It's kind of like episode one, The Phantom Menace. You're coming off of 20 years wanting to see that sequel. I think it's different when you're coming off a movie that everyone But think about The Force Awakens, too, right? Like, disappointing before there's any buzz. Now, it's getting mixed... Yeah. But that's that's Cannes Film Festival. That's not general critics. If it gets any buzz, I think it'll fucking go off. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, if it's good, I hope so. I, I, I always said, like, I, I, I'm fine with the fifth film because even though it's not necessary, the fourth film wasn't either, and I'd like to see them end on a higher note than the fourth. Mm. Like, film. I don't care if it makes money because when yeah. I look at top 10 box offices of the year, it's all, like, even when you go back to, like, the 50s and 40s and stuff, you're like, oh, amazing movie. What the fuck is this piece yeah. of shit? Like, yeah. That's just the the nature of well, box of office and yeah, it, I find like time is a strange thing with films. Like, there's movies that won Oscars that no one fucking knows about. They don't. They can't even get Blu-ray releases because they won't sell. And it's totally. Like, and then same thing. Like you said, box office. That movie could have been the box office hit of 1989. But if no one knows about these days, some of them do disappear. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm really curious. Uh, I think this film ended up being the 25th at the time highest grossing film of all time domestically. Oh wow! Um, but it, again, it did. Um, that's changed, obviously. And we did mention at the beginning a bit that, like, surprisingly, this surprised me, Rotten Tomatoes was 77%, but it was kind of divisive. Like, its overall rating, I think, was a 6.9. Some people really hated it. Some people liked it. But yeah, Leonard Maltin and and, uh, and um, Ebert, Ebert both really enjoyed it. I um, can see, like, if you can sit uh, like back and I, I think... And maybe, again, yeah. the film's yeah. coming out at the time. You know what I mean? When you are getting, maybe, I don't know when Transformers came out, but the Transformers, mm-hmm. you're starting to get into the superhero bang with Spider-Man and Dark Knight. Like, maybe this was kind of like a fun throwback uh, that kind of stood out from all the other blockbusters that time. I didn't totally. look at everything else that came out at the time, so I don't know. But um, so, anyways, yeah. Rank, yeah. Rankings, I think I'm going to go, uh, it's Raiders, Crusade, Doom, and, uh, uh, and then the Crystal Skull. That's actually it for me as well. Uh, I'm the same. Only I'm going to go Crusade, Raiders, Temple of Doom. I again, I I think like Raiders, Crusade, Temple of Doom are all within yeah. like, uh, yeah, and maybe uh, they could alternate fashion. depending on the mood. They're all like a, a half point within each other. I think this is you know a, a different level. It's a, definitely a drop there, but it's still a fun kind of. And uh, yeah, I, and I, I think it's like two tiers for me. Yeah. This actually is closer to Temple of Doom than Temple of Doom is to. Crusade. Oh wow! One um, I thought I thought about, it. and that's just like that was the big surprise to me on this one, where I was kind of like felt like I was an apologist when I was talking to a few friends about yeah. a Temple of Doom when I watched watch it. I think in 2017 or somewhere around or, there. Around there, and I was like, no, no, they're like, I, like, and this time around, I I I felt. So are you Bad. glad you finally watched this, or have you been happy to never? Or right, happy it never to watch it? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, like it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, take yeah. or leave it. I don't take know how you it. can sit and have like a film that came out of a franchise you liked and just never see it. I don't. Because I'm not a fan. Oh. I, 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 like that's a big thing for me, and I think it's a bigger thing as I see all this IP culture taking over. What's is I just IP culture? Huh? What's IP culture? So uh, intellectual property. So that's like okay. Star Wars. That yeah. uh, all, uh, Marvel, whatever. Yeah, 
fans are fucking ruining culture. Uh. <laughs> I don't want to be a fan. And I never had. It's always like, I like this artist. I like this band. You want to be a watcher? You want to be a listener? You want to be so, a, a bad thing? A looker? It's hard to sometimes not get caught up in that yeah. when you really, really love something. I think you're wearing your Arby shirt right now. Yeah, I love my Arby's, and I, I don't eat meat now. And I still... So it's just... Uh, my horsey uh, sauce. Uh, cheddar classics. Yeah. <laughs> He's, a cheddar classics. He's a phony! He's a phony! Listen, uh, if, if you want to get a hold of us, yeah. you can email us at moviecitymaniacs at gmail.com. Uh, we're on Facebook. Just search Movie City Maniacs. We have a like page, group page. We'd love to hear... Your thoughts on the franchise? How do you rank them? Yeah, yeah and, and uh, tell us how excited you are about yeah. the new one. It, like, do you uh, agree? Like, do you need this com- uh, completion sort of... Uh, Unfinished sneeze. Yeah, like, uh, am I crazy for... for Like, if this gets bad reviews, the new one, I might not see the new one, right? Yeah, like, who's going to blame you? Um, I, I will see the new one because we're going to cover it on the show. But yeah, fair enough. If we weren't doing it on the show, I probably wouldn't. I, like, it would only be if, like, oh, it's like Top Gun Maverick. If everyone came back and were like, what a piece of trash. Yeah, you wouldn't check it out? I, I, it would be unlikely. Mm. Uh, but if one of you guys was like, I still, even though we're divisive on yeah. here, often I'll, like, one of you guys uh, says I, something, I, I, I check go, it out. I'll go check it out. I almost get more excited about the divisive films yeah. like, than the ones that everyone loves. Because I find if everyone loves it, it's going to be something that is, like, so mainstream that it's made uh, for everyone. I like the ones that like it's not going to work for this group of people, but this group of people is going to really love it. And I hope that mm-hmm. I'm part of that group of people. And if you fall into the other one, at there's least there's just bad movies though. Sometimes, yeah. like it's uh, it's so difficult to make movies. Like, and I'm not saying that somebody can like a bad movie for whatever reason, but not everything is good inherently. Mm-hmm. Like just because it's been made, <laughs> no, I, I, I don't. Uh, anyways, we're on Movie yeah. City Maniacs on Instagram. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I don't know when. When's the movie come out, uh, uh, Kyle? When is it, it should be coming out like right after we're yeah. getting out the last episode, and then I think it comes out right after. Okay, so yeah, we'll, we'll probably in our our first. We or, might not be talking. Yeah, we probably impossible. won't be talking it to. Yeah, our, our next series we are covering. We apologize, horror fans. We're doing two non-horror, even if, you know, the Indiana Jones had some horror elements. But these mm. are two franchises we've been wanting to do, and it just aligns the way the movies are releasing. It's worked out that um, way. But, yeah, we've been wanting to do Mission Possible for the longest time, so we're going to cover that franchise, my boy Cruz. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk about the new Indiana Jones in that, the first episode for that. And we'll we'll do our what we've been watching in those movies, so you'll probably get some horror and stuff still throughout them. Yeah, there's lots of slashers coming, yeah. lots of 2007. Yeah, we'll get there. Anyways, guys, it's been fun and uh, stay scared. <laughs> <laughs>